Legendaries, this is Maxio from Legion of Myth, and we are here now with you, with you, with RPG Digest for you. There you go. God, I got a note card. You can't see it because I'm holding up to the camera, even though I got a screen up there. Doing it for Heathen Dog's edification right yep. now. I got a note card, and I'm not even following it. Wife is not here. She's in the kitchen where women belong. Well, okay, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, anyway, in this live stream of formatted podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. I know somebody who likes to comment. That's John Maxiao Schlo. Me! Yep. Your favorite. Not so humble. Really, I, I'm not humble at all. <laughs> like, that. that's legit. That's not even hyperbole. I am not humble. Curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me is Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. Hello, everyone. Be much I, I didn't see that well. yet. God, didn't you let me finish? No. No. It's my time now. You I was going to say who you are and then I, how are you asking who I am. As, as if I no fucking care. Oh, how are you today? I don't give a shit, but I say it because I'm polite. Wow. All right. <laughs> there we go. And you're done. <laughs> All right, there we are. Fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, nobody cares who he is. My my fault. We all care. You should come on the show sometime. My fault. You play. Uh, Max is the only voice. Huh? Max is the only voice he cares. I think he she meant he cares about. But she would know. All right. So no, really. How how are you doing today? Oh, no, now you don't want to. Now you don't want to answer. Well, I'm I'm waiting for you to actually be done. I will never be done. Okay. How are you today? All or right. this week. I, I don't give a shit. shit. Here you go again. <laughs> <laughs> You're an asshole. I am. Garth, was so much better than you. I know. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I will say that uh, for those of you like Max with no children and who they Could you imagine me with kids? Yes, I could. Ugh. My my wife actually said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the thought apparently never even occurred to her, and when it did, it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> that is the appropriate response, by the way. I know I should be offended or harmed or something about that, but no, she is correct. Your wife is be a wise beyond her years. No, no, she's old. <laughs> oh, burn. <laughs> okay. Well, you're no, not having any. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, home, homes, uh, actually, no, uh, virtual schooling is a, just a, a different word or phrase for homeschooling. 
because it requires just as much effort because they, uh, you know, eight year olds, you have to focus them. You have to be there. You have to be present to keep their attention. If you're not present, if you're on a screen and they can just look away and nothing will happen, they're going to just look away or <laughs> switch tabs to something else or whatever, you know? So, uh, yeah, uh, as it is now, um, the, uh, the uh, teacher is giving me a lesson plan and I'm the one actually doing the teaching. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. Are, are you oh, still oh, paying oh, taxes? Of, my, my wife <laughs> is gone on Monday, so I will not have a stream on Monday. Oh. Because I will be teaching. I, I feel like you shouldn't be paying taxes anymore. I feel like you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to convert you to being a libertarian one day. I, uh, I actually <laughs> took a test. Did I tell you this? Uh, yes, you did. But yeah, go ahead did. and tell everybody else. I'm a little libertarian. Just a little bit. We're converting you. <laughs> We're converting you. Oh, I don't know why I'm still holding this note card. It doesn't matter anymore. I didn't get through it in the first place. So, all right, let's see. Uh, anything else of uh, of interest happening for you this week? I don't know. Have anything you... else need happen this week to me? Did you get your couch? Yeah, I bought it. I, we're not going to get it until middle of October. Till the middle of October. We're not going to get it. But I bought it. Clearance, obviously. Because, you know, I'm not paying $1,200 for something I'm going to sit on for like 1% of my life. We don't so, even have one here. People get, uh, get uh, uh, like, even my wife sometimes like, why don't we have furniture? I'm like, what? what do we need furniture for? I sit in this office like all the time. This is where I spend my life. If I'm not here, I'm at work. If I'm not at work, I'm in bed. Okay, I got. I spend a little time on the toilet too. But I, I don't need anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we've we've gone quite a long way without having a couch upstairs. But uh, uh, Kara was just uh, no. It's time for a couch. It's time. It is now. Time <laughs> you for sounded it. defeated when you said that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I didn't want to spend a few hundred dollars on something that I'm never going to use. So, but I'm getting the dirty look now. She's going to use it apparently. I don't hey, see how. Let's be fair. She is the moneymaker, right? That's that is that is a fair statement. If she wants a couch, she can get a couch, right? <laughs> we got a couch, so there you go. Oh, uh, let's see. For me this week, what happened with me this week? Not, not much. Like this has been just a crazy week. Like I thought that by going back to work this week, I was going to like tone down the amount of time I spent writing my own RPG. In fact, I was trying to squeeze in more time. I'm going to bed late. Um, and this book, anybody who tells you like, oh, if you've got an idea for an RPG, just whip it down. You'll have a game in no time. <laughs> no. The core rules for the game are like three pages at most, right? Sure. Oh, I could run the game off those three pages, sort of. 90% of it still be out of my noggin, but, but you'd at least understand what the core concepts of the game are. I think I'm at like, 50 to 60 pages now that are all at some point going to have to be redone and then edited and then redone again after the editing, you know, all, all that crap. And I, I really feel like I'm going to be hitting 200 plus pages and that was never the intent. So, <laughs> you wanted a pamphlet. Be... You got a Bible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wanted something in between that. Yeah. So, uh, wow. We just lost all our viewers. Why? Because I said I was writing a damn game. We lost our viewers. Screw you. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> I buy a couch, Max will kick me out of the house. People keep no. If you buy a couch, just make sure it's got a bed in it. Then you can have both. Uh, here we go. Back for more eardrum torture. Since oh god, you know what? Spectral fire. Hey, by the way, talking about spectral fire being here, 
Okay. Let's go through. Um, we already did what is RPG Digest, right? Tell them if you want while I'm trying to find our links. Those are our links. Check us out, support us, all that good, you know, stuff. You know, we got we got this button right here. Love that button. Bam! If only Garthun would record his subscribe screen. Actually, that that was uh that was another I, comment last night. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. so you you should record your subscribe screen. Yes. Uh, then we'll have that in the background. Subscribe. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, go ahead and check us out at those links there. And uh, moving along here, what number is that? That's two, right? Yeah, where's number three? Oh, I changed number three. And then I changed number three because I was told to correct it, and then I'm told it's still not right. Yeah. You can't Yo, wait. Noro, pick up a nice couch again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know what? Forget a schedule. Why have a schedule when it's always wrong? Uh, but, hey, you know what? You are watching RPG Digest right now. We're going to get to the RPG stuff in a moment. Um, Garth on Retro Games will be tonight. Is he actually doing Retro Games, or did he give up on that? Uh, he's he's waiting for a new thing. Oh. Some 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 device to help him. Until then, it's going to be Civ 6. Okay. So but he's doing playing, Civ playing 6. Viewers, so. Play, playing with uh, followers, subscribers, our, our Discord members, and so forth. I do see the chat for that. So that's... Uh, so, like, every one of us now is streaming with you guys. Yeah. I hate people, and I'm streaming with you guys. That's got to be worth some sort of prize. Yeah. Well, a select <laughs> few. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, <laughs> uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays, Heathen Dog, you are still doing your seven days to die. What are you on, like, day 150 or something now? We're, you know, you, you said that in jest. We're about no, there. I no, I, I saw so I thought somebody said it was, like, 140 or whatever. I can, I can actually check. But, yeah, uh... Uh, it's it's going it's going better than I expected actually because I, I expected everyone to get all pissed off that uh, ev all everything is uh, mined out everything uh, all the POIs have been hit and looted and it takes thirty days to to respawn what the hell blah 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 but the uh, the the game has a built in mechanic for team play where you go to your local trader and you get a job, if the job goes to a POI, whether it was looted or not, once you start the job, it resets the POI. Oh, okay. So all the goody-goody loots in there are now in there again. So everybody can stay busy. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, that would So you can watch that on Mondays. Well, not tomorrow, apparently, but on Wednesday, you can uh, watch that uh, when Heathen Dog rejoins the people on his server and does it on the stream. Right. Day 133 is what it currently is at. So it'll probably be like day 200 by Wednesday. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know how many Horde Nights I've missed. I have no idea. I've only been in like four or five of them, and it's day 133, so do the math. Once once every seven days. I missed a lot. <laughs> On Thursday, uh, Heathen Dog is also teaming up with... Uh, are you still doing Smite? Am yes. Still wow. doing Smite. I, I, gotta be, I gotta admit that uh, I didn't think you'd be playing it this long. We're we're getting better. I mean, they're everyone else is getting better than me faster <laughs> because they're playing more. I'm literally only playing once or twice a week, so I'm I'm getting that much better. Whereas uh, Garthon and Sheris and Marhawkman and and De and Deceal they play you know every other day or even every day sometimes. So they're getting more better than me. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> On Fridays, apparently I only stream when I feel like it, though. Uh, on Fridays, uh, I yeah, stream... Yeah, what happened Friday? Nah, things. Things and stuff? Not not for the stream. <laughs> uh, yeah, things things and stuff. 
Uh, so uh, I forgot. Now. Oh yeah, uh, we're playing grounded uh, with was it Ravens there? Basin, Sheris. Sheris. There we go. Sheris is in every game. How did I forget that? I know, uh, right? But uh, we're playing grounded together. Where apparently we play kids who got shrunk, and uh, we're trying to survive in a world of ants. I do think that some of us have to go in there before the next stream and rebuild the base. What happened to the base? Uh, you you built on top of a cookie sandwich. What happened to the cookie sandwich? <laughs> well, those cookie sandwich spawned under the or in the base. Did you see how the food kept spawning there? Yeah. Apparently, we built the base on a daily food spawning area. So that's why we keep getting the ants and the bugs and all that other stuff. All we need to do is move it to the other side of the hot dog uh, box, and uh, I think we'd be fine. So I'd like to log in one day with maybe Sherris or somebody and just quickly move it so that by the time we stream again on Friday, we have the same base. Pretty much in the exact same location, just moved a little bit where food won't spawn on it, so we can move forward the stream. But we'll see. I don't know. I, I think I think it's a good it's a good deal if you put up uh, uh, fortifications and stuff. You, you can get basically free XP when the ants and bugs come. You just kill them. Yeah, but the the food spawns on our stuff and it breaks it. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so I really like to move it. I mean, it's, it was fun to see. And did you, uh, man, I, I got to tell you, I got really upset with a guy in chat. He's like, why were you idiots uh, building where the food spawns? And I'm like, did you not see the part where it says first time playthrough, no backseat gaming, no spoilers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, did you not see that? Like, I'm not playing your fucking way. I'm playing my way. And we haven't played before. Check that yeah. out, dick. So I was hoping I want to was... build my stuff on a food spawn. Damn it. I'm going to do it on a food spawn that I didn't know was there because it's our first playthrough. <laughs> Check that out. I was actually hoping you were there and we're going to ban them, but you know, weren't there. Sorry. That part. Okay. Um, yeah, so that, that's our generic schedule. Uh, that was scheduled for the fourth thing. We want to thank our people. Update this a little bit here. I want to thank all of the people who give us a little bit of cashness, a little green background there. The cash. Our Twitch subscribers, our YouTube members, our subscribe star backers, and anybody who supplies cheers, bits, and donations. Thank you very much. We always do appreciate it. Of course, that is not a requirement. So we also want to thank our awesome viewers, people who follow us on Twitch, who subscribe to us on YouTube, and the people like Spectral Fire who sit and lurk all day. <laughs> uh, talking about Spectral Fire, if you look at Charity and Friends down there, you can hover over the, uh, the page on Twitch, and you'll see that he's one of the people that we actually have listed on there. Go ahead and check those fine folks out, and give them a follow, and of course, be sure to say, hey... Legion of Myth sent us and do it in a, do it in kind of a voice like that too, like hey, Legion of Myth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you don't want to give money to us because I don't know you're weird, um, go ahead and give the money to the Wounded Warrior Project. It is a worthwhile charity. In fact, we're going to talk about another charity in a little bit, uh, but uh, it is a worthwhile charity to give money to. So if you d think that we're not worthy, because uh, you know that whole I, I, I'm told forty year old white man thing doesn't need money. I'm like what? I don't have bills to pay either. But hey, go ahead and give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. And thank you for the bits, Spectrofire. You gave so few bits it isn't going to pop up. On, actually, they don't pop up on the screen anyway, do they now? That's right, because I'm, yeah, I'm not doing Streamlabs. So thank you very much for the, for the five cents, Spectrofire. Appreciate that. Uh, okay, that's four. What's five? What's number five? Is five anything I want to say? Oh, so that's talks about segment three. When we have our segment three later on, you can pop on the show. But uh, actually, it feels like it's been a half hour, but it's only been 15 minutes. We can wrap more. Um I said rap more. What the hell is wrong? Yeah, I don't know what happened to you. Just that. that was weird. Yeah. So I do want to say I got this book in. We're going to talk about this sometime in the future. I don't know what our next game is going to be, but I find. Oh, God, this thing is fucking heavy, man. This is oh, the very lacquered. It looks like 
Well, I mean, it's just a shiny hardcover. It is... Do you have the uh, the 4th edition Battle Lords, the one we all played in the past? No. Oh, okay. So I have that book, too. It's, pa- it's uh, you know, paper or uh, soft cover. This is hardcover madness! <laughs> Although, I gotta say, I don't know if it's because the Amazon shipping, you can already see the corners are messed up. Like, if I hold it like this, like, the, the binding, it just kind of slides around. But this book is dense. I do not have a book that weighs this much in my entire collection. I'm telling you, I can do this 20 times and it's a pure workout. Um, I have bigger books, but I don't have a book that's as dense as that. So I'm happy I got that in. I've got to go through it, see what's different between 4th edition and 7th uh, and edition or whatever. But Battle Lords of the 20, 23rd Century. I'd like to say that that's kind of a game that's... Um, how would you call that? That's It's not a go-to game for us. It's kind of one of those that we just play rarely, but still have fond memories of. Would you say it that way? Actually, I don't you have any a, memories of it. You, you played a Mustagen, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I played it one... Okay. I have memories, but I, they're just... I, I wasn't impressed or disappointed in the game. It's more okay. of a... Yeah, I'll play it. I don't feel like I wasted my time. Wait, but, did you not did you not play it at the last Gen Con with us? No, I didn't play it last Gen Con. The the Oh, uh, okay, it was Al. Yeah, that was Al. But uh um we I remember playing played at Andrews, didn't we? Yes, yes, yeah, that's yeah. where you played the mushroom. Steve yeah, was yeah, one the, of the, the, game. the, the yeah. radiation eater. Yeah. With <laughs> yes. the with the rifle. And and I and I played the size rack, which is the basically it's a four-legged cat person that can't hold anything. Yep. They've changed some of that, by the way. You have thumbs now? Um, Double-jointed uh, claws or whatever, so now they can actually do manipulation. They still suffer a penalty, but uh, they can manipulate objects now. Back in 4th edition, they couldn't even manipulate objects. Mm. So, um, But that that's a different game. I just wanted to put that out there. That's about the only other exciting thing that's happened for me this week. So, um, I think we've gone over everything we need to, so one more time. Subscribe. So, are you ready to talk about what we're here to really talk about? Let's do it. Okay, let me get it ready. You can tell them what it is while I get it ready. Okay, we are going to continue our discussion of Castles and Crusade. Last time, you can look in uh, Twitch or YouTube to find that video. We uh, looked at uh, the classes, and I was disappointed. <laughs> That's right, because the the uh, the assassin was like the, the only interesting was one. So great, and everything else was was different the assassin was the was the lone thing that i thought was a really neat mechanic but it was not replicated at all in any of the other classes so i was i was a little upset about that i mean you know i i think i said it last week but i thought about it more and if i didn't say it i meant to say it and if i did say it, well i'm going to reiterate it i liked what you said except for i would need to see more skills like i'd have to have like two or three for each attribute so that i'm not so I could focus. I could focus on being a disguise type assassin, yeah. or I could focus on being a dexterous type assassin. If it was like that, if there were, say, twice as many uh, skills, then I absolutely agree with you. Other than that, the fact that they're all tied to uh, they're all tied to uh, different attributes, and you can only pick two primaries. I don't know. I I just I just like that. I just, I just conceptually, love, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the idea that no one is going to be the perfect. No one's going to be James Bond or or the he who what you know kills in the night. You know, the perfect assassin or whatever. You have to you have to pick and choose what you're going to be really good at, and everything else is just going to be meh. So you know, 
it, it makes you specialize within the class. It basically, you make your own subclass in that class without having anyone, without the, uh, the writer having the, the, the creator having to write it down. You're going to do it yourself. Making the player do the work. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but uh, all, all the other classes were riddled with just granted abilities. Just you get this, you get that, you get this, you get that. Well, remember we looked at the wizard right at the end. Wow, two abilities. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you can cast spells. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good job. So, yeah. But today we're going to be talking about races and probably magic. Yep. I don't think we'll get much past that. Can I click on these? I can't. Good. Uh, Great. classes. But I want to cheat. Boom, forty-eight. There we go. Races. Did you read through any of this at all? I did not. This did is, not well. I, I read a little bit about the human, just for funsies. Oh, let me move this over, so I'm not always looking to the side. That up there. Okay. No, oh, well, you can't see the difference. Uh, but for me, it's on different monitors now. Oh. So I, I didn't like read read through it, but earlier earlier this week or was it no it had to be after we streamed last time so yeah earlier this week i did skim through uh to get an idea of what the races and so forth were uh do you do you want to mention uh our uh, discord guest oh yes uh, uh when last wednesday uh me and uh cthulhu were playing seven days to die just on our own for fun and uh i heard a bloop, bloop. What happens when someone jumps in your voice chat in, in Discord? I'm like, okay, well, it's Mar Hawkman or Ravenslayer, my fault or whatever, or Sheriff maybe. Gonna say hi. And I hear a uh hello. And I'm like, I don't I don't know who that is. I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I don't recognize that voice. It's a heathen dog? I'm like, yeah. Oh hi, my my name's Chuck. I'm I'm on the the uh, communications team. Uh, he's actually, I think, the communications director of uh, <laughs> Troll Lord Games. And he cool. saw uh, I don't know. We're we're, we're kind of uh, Max is weird about how we saw it because that uh, I, I think I think I know I because when I highlight the video, so as soon as the stream's done, I quickly yep. go in and I turn all of them basically private subscriber sure. only. If you're a subscriber, like a paying member, you can still see everything. Mm -hmm. But I, I set it to that. But when I make the highlights, I don't do that because I can't put it on a schedule, and I know throughout the week I'll forget. Um, oh, okay. so while I do schedule them for YouTube, I don't schedule them for here. So he, chances are, if he saw it, he saw it on Twitch okay. and saw one of the highlights there. Okay. Well, he saw it and, uh, and he, he really liked, you know, our, um, discovering the game on stream. And, uh, he gave me bad news. He said the, the, the assassin, because it was so different, it's being relegated to basically, you know, the appendix it's, it's in, it's, it's, uh, it's not, it's basically not going to be a real class anymore. Which what's, is what's weird about that is, is that doesn't bother me at all. Like, that. and it's not about it's not about the class. It's just you, you and I talked about it a little bit on the side. Yeah, yeah. You I've, you I've never liked can't reconcile assassins in a game very well, which right, I get I, because they're hard. I, you well, know, I, I don't like the concept. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying of a killer. What I'm saying is, to me, an assassin, a bounty hunter, all that, even going back to first edition AD and D, is, hey, I gave you money, go kill that person. You are now an assassin. Like, like to make that into a set of skills, I don't know. I it's, I've never really liked the assassin or bounty hunter type classes, just in, in any game. Mm. Yeah. So I'm okay with them doing it. Okay. So. And uh, he also he also commented on your rant about the editing, and I'm like, uh oh. I mean, and then I said, oh, you mean the one where he made me walk away so I wouldn't interrupt him or tell him he's overreacting? 
<laughs> he says, yeah, that one. Uh, yeah, he was right. Uh, I've already hired two more editors. Wait, I was right? I never get that. You got it. <laughs> wow. You got it. He he acknowledged the, the fact that the editing was, he didn't say atrocious or bad or horrible or I want to cut myself, but <laughs> wow, he, he did say subpar. <laughs> Understood. Well, no, no. Room, well, first of all, if he's a community manager, he's not going to knock his own team. Exactly. I mean, that's that, that improvement. But which, which, you know what? I, I appreciate that because look, as you and I had a conversation, I'm not going to get into it here, but uh, this week about how language is changing. I, I'm in my mid 40s. I don't accept that. I, I just don't accept it. So when I read these blog posts, when I read these other game books, who are like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to fetch you signal. I don't buy that game. I literally just don't buy it. I will steal it. Yes, I've said this on multiple streams. I will fucking steal it, but I won't buy it. To see that somebody like this has come by and said, you know what? We realize that, uh, you know, they're idiosyncrasies. Well, I just got to see where it's going in, in the future. I just I just won't accept. And, and I'm going to say this one time and one time only. You know what my hangup is, mm -hmm. specifically. Mm -hmm. Because there are multiple ways, we were all taught in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there are multiple ways of writing in a gender-neutral format, which I support, without sounding like a five-year-old who, you know, says those two words that I don't like everywhere, <laughs> okay? So that's my problem, is, is I feel that all the editing, even when, it is, when things are being edited, I'm not talking about this game, I'm talking about this whole modern thing, this modern construct, if you go read blogs and so forth on this hobby... They're either lazy or they're virtue signaling. Two things that I cannot stand. I just can't stand it. So if you're lazy, you've got to stop it. You're a professional now. And if you're virtue signaling, I don't go fucking play in traffic. So the segment one, sorry. Uh, to, to which writing problem he was referring to, I can't say. But I, I, I do know he was leaning in the direction of uh, when you brought up page, what, 69 and 70? Yes, how yes. How one one was written all but perfectly, and and the other was was written by some kind of turd flinging monkey. Well, I think I said that uh, that person should just give the notes to the other, yeah, to the like guy the who other. did sixty nine, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, he I I believe this is just me inferring from the conversation that he was speaking of things like that and not so much the other thing. But sure. I don't know. I I can't I can't be certain. Fair, fair anyway, enough. Really, uh, really, in the end, if you remember, the biggest thing I was complaining about was the inconsistency. Right. Like, at least if it was consistent, I could at least bang my head on, on my desk and say, I hate these people because they use the format I don't like. Or, holy crap, this is like Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerer, Hyperborea, where it's written freaking perfect. Every book should be written like that one. Although the betwixt and stuff, you know, if you like the old-timey language. It was appropriate. But, yeah, so. well, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that, to me, is probably one of the best edited books of modern time. So... All right, but let's let's uh, let's look at unless you have anything else you want to follow up with what he said. I think we should start yeah, looking I mean, at the races. He, he might jump by okay. on uh, on today's stream. That'd be that'd be, that'd be awesome. Well, I mean, I do appreciate. It. So when I saw him there, the, uh, I saw him before you talked to me about it. And I tried to send him a message, but you hadn't approved him. <laughs> so I tried to send a message. You can't send this person a message. He's not your friend. I'm like, oh. But then <laughs> afterward, you you were able to approve him. But uh, I said I basically said, hey, welcome. Thank you for coming by, and if you have any questions and so forth, because, you know, while I am hyperbolic on this show, hyperbolic doesn't mean I don't believe it, but I am hyperbolic on this show, um, you know, I'd like to think I am somewhat friendly, <laughs> you know, and we do welcome, you know, especially if somebody like that takes the time to come over here to, to represent, promote their game, why not? So. All right, so, the seven races, are you ready for them? I'm ready. 
Humans, dwarves, elves, gnomes, halfling, half elves, and half orcs. Guess which two races in there I'm not a fan of. Half elf and half orc. Now, I, I understand your reasoning behind the, the half race thing, but. They are traditional. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not only that. Not only that. I have a problem with one of them because I could see, I could see an elf and a human getting down. I could see it. They look very, very similar to each other. You know, they, 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 uh, you know, they, the standards of beauty aren't all that different between the races. Elves are prettier by, on average, but still not too, too dissimilar. But I have a problem reconciling in my head a consensual night of fun between a human and an orc. It's a lot, a, of, a lot of beer, that. man. A lot of beer. In, in my mind, every single half orc I see, I would say, oh, I'm sorry for your mom. <laughs> because she was she was forced into into uh night nighttime unfun that, that was that's, worth that's, the gold coins yeah there you go well maybe oh god i'm sorry for you then jesus <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so every every time i see something like half orc or half troll or anything like that i'm like oh god so one one of the things that earth i think did right guy and i never even realized earth did that to be honest with you was getting rid of the half now but again to be fair this game is it's not a dnd clone but it is based on that that sentimentality so i understand why there are half elves and half works in it i mean can't can't fault it it's just personally i don't like the cross species the you know cross pollination stuff but so but we do have the traditional races here uh we've already read them off so and uh, some of the stuff i uh, see i skimmed it and it was a while ago so i'm not going to remember exactly where everything is in this but uh, i do like that they give examples in here there are two authors if i remember correctly for this uh of pretty much everything except for i think it was a gnome like they give examples of it if your image is of a tall bearded man wrapped in shimmering folds of a vermilion robe while leaning on a staff it's probably a human if i remember correctly everything was in here except for a gnome <laughs> i thought that was funny. Like, where are the gnomes man because as somebody who plays gnomes were you the one that said that you hate gnomes and don't let them in your games, or is that somebody else? It was somebody. I, I never said I, I hate them, but I don't. I don't let them in my games. I like, don't. I, I, I want to play a gnome. Uh, you you want to play something else, actually? No, I, 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 play I don't like. See, you think you do? I do. do. I, I like gnomes, but I like gnomes played as gnomes, not as stupid as Tinker gnomes from Dragonlance. But and that's what everyone plays. Yeah. No. I. I. I, I agree. I agree. It's just like. Uh, you know, anytime somebody plays a halfling, now they try to play a kender. Like, no, you're you're a halfling. Look, watch watch Bilbo Baggins. That's that's how you're supposed to be acting. <laughs> Never has you ever see anybody ask to play a gully dwarf? Yeah, why not? Oh yeah, <laughs> maximum intelligence of eight. Yeah, right. And they can't count past two. Yeah, uh, one, two, more. <laughs> um, each race has certain characteristics that make it unique. Thank you. Oh, somebody remembers how these games are supposed to be made. <laughs> these characteristics are not only reflected in their various abilities, but also in the basic attributes. Priest of reference, each race also has a standard descriptive block. Now, what I found funny about, or not funny, interesting about the uh, attributes is they don't match always your traditional D&D. In fact, the gnome is a perfect example. When I looked, I said, say what? <laughs> So, uh, just as an example, I think elves are the same way, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, each one uh, gets, they have typical classes. Now, what I didn't look at, 
No, it says right here, the list of preferred classes can be changed at the castle keeper's discretion, but both castle keeper and players should confer prior. See, I'd say no, but because I like racial restrictions. Yeah, I understand. But you know, that's why that's why it specifically has those sentences in here. And I'll be with that in mind. I like the fact that it does say this because you know, especially with the modern uh, group of gamers, they're so what we call raw rules as written. Mm. Well, it says commonly listed. Well, I can't be anything else. Oh my god, I, I wanted to be the. No, it's like, hold on, let's talk about it. You know, if you want to allow something like that. Um, attribute modifiers we talked about. Class modifiers. Yeah, I thought that was a little interesting when I was uh, skimming through, and I didn't exactly see how that worked. Well, we're going to uh, find out. Then. Yeah, we're going to find out. Uh, it's probably really simple, but I, like I said, I was skimming it, and it was a while ago. Maybe I'd caught it then, not now. And, of course, the uh, the age. I mean, the dwarf starts, or middle age is at 225 years old. You know, age them is two percentile. Yeah, it's very reminiscent of D and I think elves in this game are a little longer living than D and D. Because remember, Kirky D and D was a, was a thousand years, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was about a thousand plus yeah. or minus whatever. This one's fifteen hundred plus or minus. Yeah, still, okay. it still keeps with the the generic trope of of elves and so forth. So good there. Now you ready to talk about dwarves? Or do you want to talk about something else? No, no, dwarves are good. Hit dwarf. Uh, all right, dwarves hail from the depths of the earth and have lived there for ages beyond count. Much like the stone they resemble, dwarves possess great fortitude and an indomitable will of granite. I like that. I like that line. I don't know. There's something about that. I like that line. You just like the word indomitable. I just like it comparing them to the stone that they are, actually. Yeah. Indomitable is also right? But they have a will of granite. I mean, if you think about like a first or second edition AD&D dwarf, did they not get bonuses to saving throws? Yeah. Against magic that, and poison. And poison. Yeah. Well, yeah. and plus a constitution bonus. if. Yeah. You had that for the poison, like ah, there's a swell. They are proud, loyal, and honorable people with lives said to be as long as the tunnels they delve beneath the wind-scoured mountains. Renowned for their stonework and metal crafting, dwarves expend much of their lives perfecting their skills and mining ever deeper for rare ores and gems. There, digging a hole, hole. <laughs> digging a hole. Okay. Uh, there in those dark recesses, the dwarves have unearthed many abominations and clashed with ferocious enemies, for the underworld is home to innumerable and usually painful creatures who consider dwarves their mortal foes. Well, yeah, well, I mean, it, I, I would consider anyone who busted into my house, like, on the regular to be a mortal foe. <laughs> There's that, but also, what if you were on the other side of it? The dwarves are digging holes, and all of a sudden they come across, you know, uh, I, I don't know, I mean, troglodytes. You know, who's the bad guy there? Well, the dwarves, man. Look what you did to my ceiling. I know, right? Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, dwarves resemble the rock and stone they so love. They're short, stocky, and muscled from years of labor at the forge or from tunneling through the earth. Dwarves grow long beards and mustaches that are considered a symbol of maturity and honor. The most renowned dwarves have great thick beards sweeping to their feet. Stop for a moment. One of the things that's irked me in about the last 15 or so years of me playing games like Dungeons and Dragons yeah. is damn near every dwarf I play with now, I, I, I don't wear a beard. Or my beard's just down to here right now. You're not a dwarf then, you're just a short human. Dwarves have beards. It's like, like uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. You're tripping over the damn thing. Braided or something. You know? Just I don't know if you've seen that, but I have. From hours at the forge and difficult work at the mine, dwarven skin is dark, ruddy, and fissured. 
even at an early age. Yeah, I could see that. Could you imagine working at Forge Valley just being dried out? Yeah, yeah. A little ashy. Your skin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, their deep set eyes tend to be blue, hazel, or gray, and sharp enough to pierce the gloom of the underworld. All right, so far, I mean, I'm getting a pretty good picture, picture of the dwarf. of what they're supposed to be, right? I mean, yeah, this, the, this, the description of their appearance is describing their demeanor for you. <laughs> dwarf without a beard is a gnome. <laughs> there you go. What, what I like about it, one paragraph. Yeah. And one paragraph. And I have such a visual of what dwarves are supposed to be that I get it. Yet still enough room to be the dwarf that I want to be. So far, at least I feel that way. Okay. Dwarves are bound by codes of honor that obligate them to kin and kingdom. They consider themselves eternally beholden to their parents and immediate kin, for their parents brought them into the world. Likewise, the dwarven kingdom serves as both guardian and a source of succor. So an enormous debt is also owed to the dwarves kingdom and homeland. The game that I'm writing, I actually have the more loyal to their uh clan then to the uh, it's clan then immediate family then kingdom mm. i kind of do a little twist on it uh, these are debts many dwarves consider irredeemable at its most extreme the code obliges dwarves to sacrifice all the name of kith kin and kingdom even if the cause is unjust or hopeless well that's well uh, i think that fits in with dwarven stubbornness yeah yeah but you're wrong. I know. I still, this is still going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do it. This is still yeah. happening, though. <laughs> well, if you're playing a good dwarf, though, and I don't mean alignment good. I mean, just, you know, play, playing it well. Uh, you're going to uh, you're going to find an excuse like, oh, my mama did it. My daddy did it. I'm doing it, too. It must be right. <laughs> um, actually, you just burned down like three villages, blockaded a river and are trying to build a mountain over, you know, a settlement. So? They shouldn't be there. Dwarves are also bound to another code that, at its simplest, requires just compensation to be paid for service dutifully rendered. This code guides all the businesses and interpersonal dealings. So, uh, apparently, dwarves aren't shady business dealers. There's got to be an exception to that later, doesn't it? Well, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. It doesn't say that they're going to try and over overcharge... It's just that once the deal is done, they they stick to the deal. Fair, fair enough. They stayed a letter of the... Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Until then, we're going to get the best we can. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they place high value on their skills, both as craftsmen and warriors, and rightly so. Dwarves are meticulous and patient. All possess an expert's attention to detail and granite determination. There's that granite thing again. Yep. Determination, regardless of the undertaking at hand. Expertise in crafting metal or stone is without equal in the world, and their steadfastness in battle is as certain as a mountain is strong. Okay, the metaphors. We're getting the metaphors here. <laughs> yeah, it's a little deep now. I can uh, get my waders on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, I I'm liking this. So far, I would tell you I could play a dwarf. I think I would enjoy playing a dwarf. Yeah. Dwarven stubborn. There you go. There's the word I was looking for. Dwarven stubbornness is nothing more than expression of the codes of loyalty, debt, obligation, and the determination they project into their daily lives. I like that, because usually you kind of see it the other way around. This one's like, no, they're not stubborn, so they have these things. It's because they have these things, they're stubborn. I like that. Dwarves are slow to shift loyalties and loathe breaking oaths. Doing so only in dire circumstances. The word of a dwarf is as valuable as gold and gems. 
flowing from generations of tradition and belief. Many mistake the dwarven disposition for greed and uh, avariciousness. Wow. And some believe dwarves simply take advantage of all they can in both business and war. In reality, the dwarven personality stems from a sense of duty, loyalty, and just compensation enforced by centuries of tradition. So I could see them being like, look, you know, we always get 150% markup. I don't care what the humans and elves and gnomes are doing, but we always do 150% markup. You don't like it. I, I don't want to tell you this way it's done. I, yeah. How do you not get this? Hey, you either either take this or you go go get some subpar shit. All right. Whatever. Right. Whatever. <laughs> you want lower quality, you pay less money. You want a high quality, you pay me. Exactly. And you can't kind of can't compete with dwarven quality. Mm. All right. Racial affinities. Now we're getting to some of the uh, the game stuff. Dwarves associate with many demi-humans and humanoids, though their relations are poor with almost all of them. <laughs> Yes. Relations with elves are often strained. Dwarves do not understand elven psychology and do not consider their code of codes of honor to be particularly reliable. Okay, stop. Time up. I know the video is old. I know it's of bad quality compared to what we do now. But my species video where I actually before this even became a thing of orcs being racist and so forth, where I where I've actually long believed in speciesism over racism. I just just never really liked the term race. Because, uh, you know, then I have to convert to ethnicities. Then I have to, you know, it just makes weird changes, right? I see races or species, in this game races, as being genetically different. And in that video that I talk about speciesism in games, a dwarf is a cat, an elf is a dog. Probably the other way around. But still, you're like, for example, when a dog wags its tail, it means something totally different than when a cat wags its tail. Communication between the two just is non-existent. Well, a, a dwarf, what? I don't know about non-existent. I mean, difficult, uh, strange. Well, sure. I mean, a, a yeah. hissing a dog understands a hissing cat. Sure, I mean, sure. but but I'm but I'm talking like so, some of the the cues that an animal would use that within its species it gets outside the species it doesn't get. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. So, elves and dwarves are the same way. Elves are genetically, yes, it's bioessentialism. Hell, this game's without using that word is saying it's bio, you know, it's bioessentialism. Dwarves are this way. It can't help it. They're this way. Elves, um, and I haven't read them, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be kind of like the D&D elves where they're just kind of frivolous, they don't care. Sure, I'll be there. And they don't show up, you know. Be there on Tuesday, but didn't tell you which Tuesday, you know, the, you know that kind of thing where dwarves are <clears throat> I was there 15 minutes prior to every appointment. I stood at exactly the right time, knocked once. I put my ax down. I wait, you know, they're just going to have this more, I don't want to call it ritual, this more uh, um, duty bound. I, I did what I'm supposed to do. I did it the right way. Kind of German. <laughs> Germans, as somebody who lives in Germany right now, they drive Americans crazy sometimes because uh, a quick example, I went to a place, I had my car dropped off here a few years ago. The guy who is German, who dropped off my car, who is German, went to the door with me right as they shut the door. All we had to do was sign. Literally, I had to do a little bit more, but he just needed this person to sign the paper to say, I have picked up the car. Nope. Lunchtime. Let's just sign this. Nope. It, well, exactly one hour later to the second, the door was opened up, signed the paper. That guy got to go. I went inside, did my part. Like, there's just this, uh, yeah, Germans are, are on, I mean, but I will tell you that they are, uh, the flip side of that, if they do something wrong, 
They don't try to haggle or anything like, oh, no, no, no. They cover it. They're, they're there. Yep, my fault. I'm fixing it right now. And so, I mean, there is a flip side to that. That's kind of how I can see this with the, with the dwarves, uh, where the elves are just kind of like, yeah, all right, yeah, you know, we'll see when we read them. But, but my, my point being is that, that this is a very good explanation as to why dwarves and elves have this uh, animosity, there we go, uh, is because they just don't get each other. They can't get each other. That's why humans exist. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, dwarves work well with halflings in business matters, but tend to limit interactions to commercial relationships. Human cultures and societies uh, vary widely, so dwarven relationships with humans vary widely as well. Are you seeing anything weird about this? This, this seems good to me. Mm, no. Seems spot on, actually. Yeah. To dwarves, humans can appear as honorable as any dwarf or as loathsome as a goblin. Lost Ogre says we need to stop using Scottish accents for dwarves and use German ones instead. I know, right? I don't know. I think that would make the dwarves sound a little... I can't do a good German accent. I live here and I can't do a good German accent. But uh, Oh, man. See, two dwarves, a human skin appears on... Oh, there we go. Dwarves often consider gnomes to be their friends and allies. Gnomish culture most closely mirrors dwarven social and cultural mores. However, certain gnomish characteristics can ignite a dwarves' short temper, particularly if uh, gnomes and dwarves find themselves coveting the same resources. One of the things that I read about gnomes in this one, because I did read through the gnome chapter, mm -hmm. uh, is that gnomes, they're almost like uh, spies in a way. They pull information out of you without you even realizing you've given them the information. So I can understand a gnome getting a little too personal for a dwarves' liking. Dwarves bear great... M enmity. Well, I was going to say that backward. For goblins, orcs, and their kin, where they are locked in a timeless struggle beneath the earth. With these creatures, dwarves have few dealings other than by the sharp edge of a sword or axe. Another hatred enemy of dwarves are the ogres and giants often found in mountainous passes. Giants treat dwarves as tasty foods. Now that's new. Anybody ever consider a dwarf tasty before? Well, if I were a giant and I like jerky. <laughs> a little morsel. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's it sounds like a dwarf would be would be a pretty jerky stick for a giant. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, fat gives flavor though, and I just don't see fat. You know, when I think of dwarves, more halflings. Anyway, giants treat dwarves as tasty foods as a tasty food source, and ogres prey upon tempting dwarven caravans. Dwarves are always wary of these enemies and war with them constantly. Okay. Environment, most often dwarves live beneath the earth in great halls of stone, stretching for miles under expansive mountain chains. These dwarven kingdoms often extend deep into the bowels of the earth as they mine ever further for precious metals and stones. Some clans, however, spend much of their lives above ground, interesting, building tunnels only for mining and not as abodes. These dwarves live in areas where massive underground stoneworks are difficult to build due to lack of proper stone or simple practicality. Okay. Okay, so they didn't choose it. It's just that they can't do it because it's too sandy or silty or whatever. I, I'm making a, a meta call here where it was probably done just to say, okay, some dwarves live closer to humans so that you guys can have an adventuring party where you're all not hating each other. Right. Technically, these would be hill dwarves. Right, right, right. Yep. Absolutely. Sorry, I had to put that up. Oh. Okay. Um... So small dwarven communities can be found in even the most remote of environs for dwarves. Explore the world borderlands, ever searching for new veins of ore. I would really hate to meet a, a North Pole 
or same racial traits and abilities <laughs> right off the bat love it elves <laughs> i'm i miss this i, I that, that's the thing is i miss this you look at like I, again i don't know how you've played all your games heathen dog but going back in my history i remember you know back playing in high school in the, in the late 80s and you know i would play you know one race and you know we'll say i played an elf and somebody's playing a dwarf and we did kind of like the you know the old hobbit thing ah stupid dwarves can't uh, uh, dwarves can't do anything right ah, blah, blah blah you know right somewhat good natured although we were young so you know it'd get a little overblown but it was there to show differences and you'd start that at first level and by fifth level you're like you know what you're not so bad i kind of like what you do stand it but i like what you and by 10th level you guys are like best of friends or something thereabouts right um it showed character growth so you can start with this animosity this doesn't mean that the dwarf is going to go home and no 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 elves are cool man there's still gonna be that animosity because most dwarves aren't going to understand they're stubborn yeah remember that part but they're not going to understand why the elves do certain things or think a certain way and the elves are going to have the same thing about the door so not everybody's gonna be best friends but those two elves are, yeah. are elves though those two characters are going to build a mutual respect right that's something you grow into the the, the best you're going to get out of a dwarf because they are so stubborn is like well they're they're not all they're not all shitty yeah <laughs> you're not half bad i suppose um but well my, my point being is so many of these games nowadays i mean I don't even know the names. Like, I, I watched one of those stupid Dungeons and Dragons, whatever that event that they've got going on right now, and three were, play, were playing some sort of weird. I, I thought it was a race from Star Trek. Um, the Tamoxels or some crap. I don't even know what the hell it is, but apparently it's something I should like because I think it's an anthropomorphic animal. When when did all this stuff? inject you've got demon characters you've got angel characters you've got dragon characters you've got uh, i think it's like a cat person or something get that shit out of the game it's supposed to follow traditional fantasy tropes and all these not all these games but a lot of these games are doing this now i, I to bring it back to this i love seeing this so not only are you not playing every weirdo race that you can think of under the sun it's bringing back the animosity that these races are supposed to have doesn't say they're at all at war. Doesn't mean if an elf sees a dwarf, it has to kill him. It's just they're culturally and genetically different. Elves suck, except this one. He's okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, dwarves consider elves to be disloyal and untrustworthy par uh, partners in war or trade. As a result, dwarves suffer a minus two penalty to charisma checks when dealing with elves whom they are not closely associated. Wow. Well, no, no, that, that last sentence is, is pretty good because, like you said, uh, starting off, minus two, fifth level, minus one, tenth level, minus zero. You know, like, that they're not closely associated. After a while of hanging out together, then that that uh, penalty drifts away. Krantz, haven't seen you in a while, Krantz. Thank you for coming by. Yeah, he says it's uh, unicornism. I want to be special. Well, yeah. I, I can't even say, well, uh, this is just me. I don't have players roll against other players. So... That's kind of, I, I see what you're saying, and yes, I, I basically agree with you, but that'd be kind of a moot point for me because I don't have players roll against players for stuff like that. But as you said, sure, I get along with this one, like, it's probably a minus two charisma check, hey, hey no, he's alright, man, he's just a dwarf, but you know what, he saved my butt a couple of times, alright, we'll make that a minus one, you know, or as you said, you know, maybe a zero, you know, as you move along, uh, I, I could see that, but... When dealing with elves to whom they are not closely associated, as you were pointing out. Actually, you know what? 
I this this is this is way way into into home game territory okay. maybe, but the way that's written, you can expand it to where if if a dwarf and an elf they 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 have an adventuring party for years, I would give that dwarf a permanent uh, uh, amelioration on that on that minus one. He knows elves idiosyncrasy so well. And he's gotten used to working around them or working with them or maybe even plowing through them and, and, and getting the elf to back down that they would get a minus one to strange elves just because they're used to they're more used to elves the way they think now. I would probably do something like that if uh, if an elf and a dwarf adventure from levels one to ten and they haven't killed each other and, and gotten along. I would probably do something I, I, like that. I, I can see that. I can't say that I necessarily would, but I also can't say that I wouldn't. I mean, one of the things that I think about is like, just look at us. Now, yes, I do see races as stereotypes, tropes, yeah. not sure. as real world stereotypes, but as stereotype tropes. So it's a little different when it comes to humans, but you have a different way of handling business than say I do, or I have a different way of handling business than one of my coworkers does. So just by knowing me might give a little bit of insight, but I can't say that it would allow the person to have great business dealings with, uh, you know, you know, somebody from, you know, Siberia or somebody from South Africa or, you know, you know. so I, I can see what you're saying and I don't think it's wrong, but I can also see somebody saying, no, with this elf, you got it. And maybe with that elf's family or something, you might, but broader elves, nah, just because, you know, they don't have necessarily the same attitude or patience or whatever. Um, not trying to get too much into the weeds, but I'm no, just saying I, I, I could I could see the counter to that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take the penalty completely away. Like I said, minus two to minus one. Maybe I would go so far as that, but uh, I wouldn't take the penalty completely away because then it would take away the flavor of the interaction. Sure. Yep. No, yeah. I, I get. I just I'm just pointing a counterpoint. No, nothing it. else on okay. that. All right. Deep vision. Ages spent beneath the earth in the dark and quiet places of the world have imbued dwarves with the ability to see in darkness where a human would find it impenetrable. This vision extends up to 120 feet in even the darkest of nights and deepest of tunnels. By the way, as a side note for anybody watching, we're not going to do every single race no. in the game. We're doing dwarves right now completely simply so you can see how it's written up and so forth. And and to what extent they gnomes. go to describe them. What's that? We're going to do gnomes because I, I want to see how they do gnomes. Oh, okay. And then Sweet. and then I want to look at human. Just ju just just to see how they how they tackle the the ubiquitous human idea. Sure. Uh, I don't think we'll go as deeply with Gnome. We'll, we'll read it, but I don't think we'll read like every sentence with them unless you really want to. Uh, okay. All right, so colors tend to erode with deep vision and objects appear in many shades of gray. It is otherwise like normal sight and dwarves can function well with no light at all. So they're even better than a cat. Yes, yes. That, that, that's exactly why they call it deep vision and not night vision. Well, two reasons. Sure. One, even at night, there's always a little bit of light. A little bit of light. But deep vision is not only uh, not only worded for underground, not not day night cycle, but underground, but complete well, lack of light. Right now, I'm comparing it to infravision. That, that's how I'm comparing it. Uh, it no, yeah, no. I mean, that's this, is, this seems more magical because because sure. vision is not possible without any light at all. Infravision is it's heat sources. Heat source, yeah, but. The thing is, like colors erode to erode, yeah. but you can. If you ever watch the, mili the military stuff when they're using infrared, it's all black and white. Well, yeah, but you know, you you, you can still. See, it, it doesn't say you lose detail. It. Oh it, sure. 
it, no, you I'm, know, just, and, I'm just uh, comparing it to infravision. I'm not well, saying yeah, it you isn't. Can compare it to right, but I'm 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 thinking it's more more magic, less science in this one. Fair enough. I miss infravision. <laughs> are gnomes football size in this? They kind of are. Three foot six ish. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit though. A dwarf or quite open size. Sorry, bright lights such as from a lantern or other light source spoil deep vision. Well, oh, it turns yeah, off, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know what? Probably for somebody else. It, it, I'm saying that like, duh, but you know what? There are new people to games, so smacking my microphone here. A dwarf requires one minute to adjust his or her eyes when a light... See, that's perfect. Oh my god, I love you now. His or her eyes when a light source is extinguished before gaining full use oh, of... Oh, you know efficiency. what? You know what? I would I would love to see someone run, run this game and have all dwarves wear eye patches. I... For, for the same reason pirates did it. When uh, a pirate would would attack another ship, you would you would fight on the deck, and if you win that, you have to go on. You have to go in the bowels of the ship. Well, they've turned off all the light, and the the eyes of the people below board have adjusted immediately have adjusted over time to the darkness. But you haven't. You're going from light to dark. But you flip that eye patch, you got one eye that is instantly adjusted to the dark. So you ah. so you can fight effectively immediately. No, I, I got you. It makes sense. You know, I'd be honest with you. I never knew that's why they did that. I just figured that it was a trope because you know what? They, they had an eye poked out or something, but I mean, yeah. if that's what it is. Yeah. Can the scurvy make you go blind? I don't know. <laughs> the scurvy will make you lose your teeth. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, races determine depth and dirt. Oh, oh, that's just the title of the page. Never mind. Yep. So dwarves can determine depth and direction. The world beneath mountains and in the deeps of Wow, yeah, in the deeps. I want to say depths of the earth, but it says deeps. In deeps of the earth is the natural home of the dwarf. Dwarves can sense their approximate depth underground as naturally as humans can sense which way is up. Okay. Can can we? I I get lost in a box. I don't know well, which yeah, way is anything. You don't get lost up and down. Like, that's up, that's uh, down. Maybe. North, south, east, west. Well, that's that's more of a construct than a feeling. <laughs> you, you know why oh, the Roadrunner was never affected by gravity, right? It's too stupid to understand it. <laughs> That's this guy. I could probably walk across the ceiling because I can get lost anywhere. And if I think I'm in the right direction, by the way, when we read illusions later, that's kind of how it works. Okay. A spoiler there for you. Uh, meanwhile, you have some shiny friends. You have no depth perception. Whoops. Well, you're not. You're using a cutlass or something, so it should be fine. Uh, dwarves can sense that their approximate depth underground is naturally okay. Which way the dwarf can determine direction underground just as easy. Got it. Okay. Enmity, goblins, orcs. Eternal wars against goblins and orcs have created an undying crucible of hatred. I like, wow. wow. Some, sometimes the language in this is actually yeah, pretty no, darn no. cool. I, I, I like the way this, uh, the language in this just makes it completely apparent and emphatic. I know, right? There is not going to be a, a half goblin dwarf offspring. Oh, gross. It's not going to happen ever. They're not going to be in the same room with each other for long enough without trying to stab each other. This is it. Right. Eternal wars against goblins and orcs have created an undying crucible of hatred for these vile creatures. When in combat against goblins or orcs, this fury and hatred allows dwarves a plus one bonus to hit these creatures. Dwarves have a similar distrust of half-orcs. Oh, that's lovely. Fair. Dwarves find interbreeding with goblinoids to be the worst of all sins. See? Told you. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to you when I'm done with this paragraph, because I, because... 
<laughs> That's their powerful antipathy. I always have trouble with that word. I don't know why. Toward pure goblinoids negatively affects dwarven relations with half-orcs. Dwarves suffer a minus four to charisma checks when interacting with half-orcs because they want to beat them with battle axes instead of sell them stuff. Goblins orcs. Um, so, uh, so, um, how are you born? <laughs> I couldn't picture a dwarf going like, I'd hate to see your mom. To a dwarf, that's just gotta be totally gross. Like yeah. I can't. Yeah, I mean they they have they have the same the same idea about half orcs that I do. Like that was not a product of consent. Why right didn't there. she kill herself to save her honor? There you go. <laughs> that, they took it a step further. Like like a, a a good dwarf woman would would kill themselves after being violated by a goblin or an orc. Why is your mother so stupid? Uh, for the record, I, I hope the dwarf is a herself, not a themself. But I'm just saying, you know, mental mental affliction can hit. I suppose uh, after that, I might be three people. That's multiple personality disorder right there. Like I was a dwarf, now I'm you. But yeah, I mean, and and if you think of the dwarf's stubbornness, you know, we're, somebody's probably watching this video going, "Oh my god, that's so mean." And that, no, no, think about it. The dwarf's stubbornness, like. Argh. I hate them. I would never allow this to happen. I absolutely could picture what Heathen Dog said. My mom, I was the firstborn son. You know what the secondborn son was? Don't know. Mom killed herself. She did the right thing for kin and country. You know, and just kind of treat it as like, yep. Where we're like, you know, I absolutely could see that. Not saying that it have to be done. Defensive expertise. Giants and ogres. Long regarded as a food source by many times. I just like the sound sure. of that. Jerky, there you go. Long regarded as jerky by the giants, yep. dwarves have developed considerable expertise in fighting them. Combined with their small size, this tactical expertise allows dwarves to offer resistance to the powerful giants. When fighting giants or ogres, dwarves receive a plus four bonus armor class. Was it plus four? Or was it plus two in D and D? I don't. I don't recall at the moment. But I uh, think it I, was plus four. I don't. I I don't know how important armor class is in this game. Because we haven't well, gotten to that, still so D twenty. Know if that's a that's a if that's significant bonus or not. Even if you change it to use like the third, fourth, fifth edition D and D rules, I mean it's still rolling on a D twenty. So I mean it's same basic. So I'd say that's pretty darn good. Twenty percent. About right now, now remember this game adds in levels and so forth as well. Oh, so okay, so you know, probably probably a ten percent. Maybe yeah. So it's between we'll say between ten and twenty ish, depending yeah. on what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's Res your favorite one coming next. Resistant to arcane magic. Oh, it specifically says arcane, not spiritual or clerical or whatever. It, do it does, you're right. And when we get to magic, we will see that there is a difference. Okay. As unshakable as granite or iron, again, dwarves are particularly resistant to arcane magic. They receive a plus three bonus to all saving throws against arcane spells and spell-like effects. That's pretty good. I think that's actually better than what D&D &D was. Yeah, I think it was plus two. Dwarven loyalty, duty, stubbornness, and honor lend them courage where other races might falter. Dwarves receive a plus two bonus to all saving throws against fear. I don't remember that being in D&D. &D. No. So, no, I get it. it. I makes, get it. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I wouldn't say it's a resistance against fear. I, I would say that their, that their stubbornness makes them immune to second guessing themselves or being startled because they have a job to do. Well, remember, it even said uh, uh, above, it said, even if, you know, it's going to go badly for him, the dwarf will be like, all we'll right. just push through. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this is what's happening, though. 
So, you know, pushing through. So, but, so, but you're going to get yourself killed. Yeah, well, then that happens too. But this is happening. So, so whatever, you know, they choose to call it here, I still think, like, this makes sense. Yeah. Resistant to poison. It's based on constitution. Sure. Doors are imbued with great constitutional fortitude. Poisons that might fell a normal human are less likely to affect a dwarf. Dwarves receive plus two bonus to all poison saving. Stonecraft. Based on wisdom. So mind you, if you make a character, not only do you get your uh, class abilities, you're getting all of these as well. Yeah. So Stonecraft, wisdom. Dwarves spend much of their lives carving... Spends much of their lives carving halls, castles, and under... I want to say in in halls, but eh, I get it. Uh, They're dwarves, underground. Okay. Dwarves spend much of their lives carving halls, castles, and underground fortresses out of solid rock, so they possess an extensive knowledge of stoneworking and construction. They possess almost a sixth sense in this regard, which gives them various bonuses and abilities. Dwarves are capable of spotting unusual or unique construction or stonework features, including new construction, unfamiliar architecture, sliding walls, stonework traps, (gasps) unsafe stone surfaces, unstable ceilings. Man, we could have used this in our second edition campaign about a year or so ago when every time our damn thief stepped on the first step of the stairwell, boom! where was I? Uh, uh, served, uh, oh no! Uns- better, yeah. A dwarf passing within ten feet of one of those features, one of those la- laundry list of features, is entitled a wisdom check at plus two. Now, this is very. This is again the the language is very telling. It doesn't say looking. It doesn't say studying. It says passing. Passing within. That's, that's the same thing that AD and D had. Like I don't know if dwarves had it, but like especially with elves, you know, with secret doors and so on and so forth. There's like a one in six chance of uh, accidentally finding it, or a three in six chance of actively searching. So it's the passive versus the active. Yep. Yep. But a uh, wisdom check at plus two, just walking by, not paying attention, and just walking by, like I hear wind from somewhere. Yep. Oh, look at that. You know, well, while you're by. saying I that, I just that. read the next sentence. Check this out. Should a dwarf actively search for these features? The bonus plus wisdom four. check is boom, plus four. Nice. When examining a feature, a successful wisdom check reveals other bits of knowledge, such as which race created... Wow. Now that's some knowledge, Robin man. Too. Nice. Yeah. Uh, which race created created the feature, its approximate age, and if applicable, the approximate value of the stone or metal object. When is that not going to be applicable? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know, right? But I personally, I would go further to say that if it was dwarven made, they uh they, they would be able to if, if it was a made by a famous dwarf they, they would be able to to know the provenance like oh i i can tell this was made by stonehammer gargan or whatever kind of like a legend lore thing yeah 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 but only 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 with dwarven made stuff like oh sure. that, that's elven made i can tell but i don't know by who so using the earth dawn reference kind of like a sword master with swords yeah yeah but uh, right. raven's uh, just came in uh, he says he's sorry he's late and uh, we should start over for him um, yeah, uh, about that. We'll start over for you on Thursday of next week when you hit play on the YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He can't beat me. He's too far away. All right. Languages, common dwarven gnome, goblinoid, because know your enemy, yep. halfling, elven, ogres, giant, and troll. Okay. Now, do you get all of these languages? It, it's not clear to me. I got to be honest with you. I don't remember. Didn't we read? I thought we read that last week, or maybe it comes up later. Hmm. Uh, you know what? That's one of those things. Either we forgot about it last week or it comes up later. Okay. Size small. Makes sense. Movement yeah. 20 feet. Slow it up. Uh, Sage uh, McLaughlin. I can get behind anything that uh, incentivizes more people to play dwarves. Anything that plays in the archetype. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. I'm going to put that on the screen because I think that's a good, uh, good comment there. What is that? 
uh, it's not showing up in uh, stream area. Well, when it shows up, it's from uh, Sage McLaughlin. Okay. Oh, there it is. There it I is. Boom. It. Uh, fighter, rogue, barbarian, cleric, bard. Now, I find the bard thing to be interesting. The bard <laughs> thing, really? I don't find bards interesting at all. Well, no, that that uh, that uh, dwarves can be bards. And the reason I find it interesting is because of the next line. What are the attribute modifiers for a Dungeons and Dragons uh, second edition dwarf? Uh, do, do you remember? I think it's this, right? Plus, I know, I know, I know. Constitution is yeah. one of them. Charisma minus. Charisma one. is the minus. That's right. But they went the other way and went dexterity. See, I can't. Uh, I don't. Mm, I don't know about dex. I don't know about that. I can. And and here's why now it kind of hurts the rogue, I get but when I think of a little short stocky dude, even if he's strong and muscular and so forth, I just don't see it. Now, I don't get me wrong, it's not that I think it's better than charisma, you know, because I also see them as grumpy old men. I mean, so I I can see it both ways and it. it's just I'm used to the charisma one. So that's why the bard thing throws me off. I'm like, why the hell would you want to be a bard? Your charisma is going to suck. You know? Yeah. But but not in this game. I understand, but with the minus one dexterity, wouldn't that affect stonework? No, no, stonework is based on wisdom. Yeah, it was wisdom. Yep. It's based on wisdom. Okay, but you know, in in my head, you make stonework chiseling very very fine stuff. If if you want to make really intricate stuff or metalworking, you want to make intricate stuff. You it, it takes hand eye coordination, manual dexterity to do that. But in this game, that's all based off of wisdom. Well, nobody ever talks about dwarven artistic ability. That's true. They talk they, about they have it, obviously. I mean, Tolkien did it. Well, Tolkien, yeah, Tolkien. Tolkien went a little bit further on that. That is true. But typically, you talk about dwarven strength and dwarven, yeah. you know, for, you know, fortresses as being impenetrable and so forth. Not, oh, look at the etching. You know, uh, that's more of an elven thing. Not, not that only elves can do it. But, but you get what I'm saying. But let's look at this. So let's say you're like, oh crap, that minus one dexterity. Oh, why would I play a rogue? Well, because of plus two to find traps and structures. Now. But where are you going to bring your dwarf rogue? Into a dungeon. I mean, he has, so, a, he has the racial ability to find stonework traps. I mean, come on. It's a good deal. So Lost Ogre says, many cultures use song and story to pass on cultural tradition. One of the things that I love, God, I've mentioned, you know, last week we were always talking about Palladium. Today we're going to talk about Earthdawn. That I love about the Earthdawn Troubadour is the fact that, yeah, it's got it's got a, a part to play going, bloom, 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 feel better, or he did it, you know, kind of stuff. But their actual role is history. And, you know, I, I could see that, so... Dwarves are, I mean, with their stubbornness, they're going to want to keep the annals of all of their history. <laughs> so I get, yeah, I mean, it, it makes it, I'm absolutely not complaining at all. Like for, for once, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, I'm just showing the difference between what, you know, this, what the D&D &D dwarf is versus this. This is not Dungeons and Dragons. I get it. Um, I like this dwarf. I, what did you think overall? What did you think of well, how the yeah, how the class was written up? Really good. I mean, uh, it, the the description uh, gave you everything you needed to role play a dwarf, and all of the powers and stuff they they make they make sense based on the description and the backstory. Mm -hmm. So yep. it's all good. Like the like I said, the, the only thing I had I had pushback on was the minus one dexterity, but because this game. All the stuff that all the dexterity things in my head 
that would be based on is actually based on wisdom, then yeah. But uh, I will say that uh, um, your constitution and wisdom are yeah uh they you the, the, those are the ones your stonecraft is based on wisdom resistant to poison uh that's just a granted ability but but stonecraft is a role it looks like it's good it's a role and if you if you don't have wisdom as one of your primary uh it's gonna be that, an 18 that, or higher yeah but but here's the thing this is this ability here you know, it's just like, you know, in the real world, some people are better judging distances than others. Uh, you know, some people are better at uh, seeing color than others, or at least identifying color. They might see it, but they just don't identify it. This right here is just seems like it's innate to the dwarf. However, not everybody is going to be perfect walking down the tunnel knowing exactly what's going on. Maybe didn't study hard in, you know, in dwarven school or just doesn't have the eye for it or something. So this this doesn't bother me if this was something like a dwarf has to be able to do this, I would probably have more of a problem with it. But well, it's the no, no, the the, the I think your example is a little flawed because uh, the whole depth and direction underground those are innate abilities and they're almost never wrong. There's no role. There's no role. It, it says twice in there it's super easy, and there there is no stat uh, linked to it like there is with Stonecraft. It, it, there's no roll. Stonecraft, you get a bonus to a roll. That means you're rolling off of wisdom because wisdom is linked to the power. Right. Yeah. Determine depth and direction. There's no bonus because there's no roll. They just know. No, no. I, I was just comparing to the humans, to our right now natural ability. Um, I've been told I have the eyes of a woman. Don't go there. <laughs> no, because I tend to see more colors. It might, might be, and I did this back in school before I was a graphic artist too. Uh, I see more colors. Or I can identify more colors than a lot of people. I, I'm sure I don't see more colors than anybody else, but I can identify most guys. If I remember the numbers, the most guys get like 10 to 12. Most women get like up to 40. I had like 32. You know, uh, it was some weird number like that. My, my point being is here, I'm not saying that, that no dwarf can do it or that only special dwarves can or uh, it's it's hard, or, but within 10 feet of looking at one of these uh, features, oh, let's say Unfamiliar architecture, sliding walls, stonework traps. I don't have a problem with it based on the wisdom, even if the person takes it as a uh, as a secondary. Yeah. Just because not everybody's going to be great. You know, I worked at a forge all day in my life. I wasn't underground. So, you know what? I wasn't what? a digger. Right. I was just right. a maker. So... I see it both ways. I don't, I don't think you're wrong in your assessment. What I'm saying is, like, I understand why, why it's like this. Uh, just, like, this boggles my mind as well but i actually like it it's just i'm not used to it because i'm a DD guy yeah so if, if if you want the best resistance to poison and and the and the best stonecraft rolls you need to have constitution and wisdom be primary stats but that may go against the class that you want could especially if you're say a rogue a rogue <laughs> i imagine constitution and wisdom is not going to be a priority a Total clerical, major. you know, cleric, maybe. I could see that. Hawkman says Tolkien made dwarven art kind of boring, right? Yeah. Oh, said, Hawkman, how many different ways can you paint a mine? Gray, uh, brown. <laughs> uh, I couldn't imagine dwarves even painting a mine. I mean, it's like, ah, we dug a hole. Keep moving. <laughs> anyway. All right. So uh, moving on from the door, we're not going to read anyone as fully as the, as the no, dwarf. I but we will. Gnome. That's we'll check page, out the gnome. Uh, we'll get there. We're, we're, 
look at the elves they're long lived you know blah 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 beauty yeah. okay you, you're All more right. than welcome here gnomes. we go gnomes gnomes are often mistaken for offshoot species of dwarves or halflings in fact gnomes have more in common with elves for they are closely bonded to nature and its essence as much as elves are even the most renowned sages can only say that gnomes emerged long ago from primordial forests and from under the deep roots of massive trees. Okay. So they're fairies? So they're... they're maybe they're, maybe they're like uh, Warhammer uh, orcs and goblins. They're mushrooms. Okay. Small even by dwarven standards, gnomes have the potential to be powerful friends and deadly foes despite their size. Although partial to forests and mountains, gnomes can be found living in other remote locations as well. Afflicted with wanderlust... Oh, fuck, I hate that word. Many gnomes are world travelers and enjoy visiting strange foreign lands in search of new information about the world in which they live. Okay. okay, okay. Well, Using the word wanderlust means that 20% of the people reading this, oh, Kender, that's it. That and, and then their mind will shut down. That is a bad word to use ever. Lose you know, it. I, I, I didn't Lose think it. of that at all, but I actually agree with you on that one. I, I, I didn't agree with you until you said that, but I agree with you on that one. Cause now that you said that I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head and, and I cannot stand it when people try to play freaking Kender yep. in a game, but there's something I want to say to this before we go on. Okay. What I like about this and here we go. Going to do it for like the fourth or fifth time today compared to earth on again. Um, <laughs> what, what are gnomes kind of, uh, well, what is their traditional class? Uh, I don't know. Illusionist. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. One of the things uh, in uh, uh, Earth Dawn that it stresses about the illusionist is the illusionist needs to experience the world because how can you make the best illusions if you're not traveling the world to see you know firsthand? Right now, I'm not saying that this game says that all gnomes are illusionists, like kind of like Dungeons and Dragons tries to do. We'll, we'll get to that. Heathen Dog will read that in a moment. But I'm saying that I'm already starting to shape in my head when I get to my you know gnome trope of playing the gnome illusionist. Like ah, okay, gnome, uh, travel the world. That reminds me of the Earth Dawn illusionist. Sorry, I have to put a different game together in that one. But I, I'm I'm building this, and and so far just on one paragraph, I'm like I'm liking this. My gnome illusionist is ready to go. So let's see what uh, Heathen Dog says. Uh, moving up here. All right, description. Gnome is small in stature, averaging three feet, six inches tall. They have ruddy, earthy skin that appears dry and cracked with age like an ancient mud flat. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Gnomes have large, large noses and wide, gleeful eyes. Gnomes prefer dark, earthy colored clothing, mixing browns and greens with the occasional deep hued blue. They dress more extravagantly during festivals or celebrations in clothes of a wide array of colors and styles. Okay, so they're... They're uh, a, a little subdued in dress most of the time. You know, you know what I like about the description is it's starting to pull away already from that weird eccentricity that uh, people like to give gnomes. Right. Okay. Here comes personality. Considered prank, considered pranksters or mischief makers in many circles. Gnomes are generally more concerned with relaxation and mirth than with most other matters. The gnome is occasionally serious, although this demeanor is normally reserved for times of war and great stress. Even in these grave situations, gnome remain light of heart compared to other races. Keenly intelligent, curious, and observant, gnomes involve themselves in all manner of travels and experiments to fulfill an unremitting curiosity. Now it's starting Again, to talk I'm like the normal more tender out of this, and I want it to stop. 
Well, this this sounds like a typical gnome. I like I I don't have because I do play gnomes and I did you know get like the gnome books for second edition and so forth. This this doesn't bother me. I I get your reservation, but this doesn't bother me. I think the only thing that I kind of don't like about what's written in here because I know how players act is that mischief making yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. When it said pranksters or mischief makers, my, just erase that. Wanderlust, pranksters, mischief makers. Get rid of them. I, I could see word. it saying something like they like having a good time or something like that. Yes. But when you say pranksters and mischief makers, that's when that's when that's when people take it too far. Firecrackers, you know, in, you know, people's lunchboxes and, you know, so whatever, you know, it's OK. Yeah, go on. All right. Uh, their thirst for knowledge often brings gnomes and their friends together in great concourse. Individuals, families and clans gather from time to and shouldn't there be a comma after? Never mind. Wait. Uh, we gather from time to time to feast and make merry and pass the news of the day. All are welcome at these gatherings and it is not odd to see elves, halflings, dwarves, or even humans sitting amongst the gnomes and sharing in stories and tales of great escapades. Gnomes are famous for their songs, dances, drinks, speeches, and many other desperate forms of entertainment. Okay. All right. that, that, that is fine. They're, they are social creatures. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. In fact, gnomes encourage others to sit at tables with them as they struggle to glean information from all and sundry folk. Okay. For this reason, gnomes are careful in their speech and possess great skills in extracting all manner of information from their guests, whether their guests intend to reveal it or not. This These skills are not limited to civil conversation. Hold on, hold on just one second. That sentence right there. Yep starts to turn the gnome in a little bit di a different direction and it's going to be something that i point out later when we look at like the gnomes uh, uh well natural uh, got it. Att attributes yeah but, but uh, uh, i read that as they they they're constantly hungry for data mm -hmm. they're constantly hungry for experience they're constantly hungry for all this stuff they cannot go to to the evil isles of darkness and death or haven't done it yet but you have they're going to suck as mm -hmm. much information out of you about this as possible whether and they're going to do it with the skill not. of an interrogator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's 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 not the the interrogator torture. It's the interrogator buddy. You know. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the person who knows how to ask the right question here right, and the right question right. there. And your non-answer is just as good as an answer. In fact, right, I think right. that's quoted in here. And from what I've gathered so far, none of this is malicious or selfish, right? Or against you. It's just the gnome wants the information and will get it uh, as efficiently and quickly as possible. It's it's not like you're an adversary. Just, just, you're just, just you're holding the knowledge. You, you need to stop doing that. Keep reading. Okay. <laughs> and da, 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 da. these skills are not limited to civil conversation, but are as often used to glean secrets and even confession or concession, <laughs> sorry, from others. Conversely, gnomes are loath to give up information and rarely do so without a price. Oh, that's, that's dick behavior right there. <laughs> Yeah. knowledge gained in this manner is rarely used for evil purposes okay, but is tucked away for the proverbial rainy day at such times is brought forth to the immense enjoyment of the gnome and often to the embarrassment of the victim oh man see what were you just social saying blackmailers <laughs> that's what were, cold you're like oh it looks like they don't do these things for any nefarious reason at all oh uh, wait <laughs> yes they do they're they're a race of dicks <laughs> gnomes tend to be clannish living in extended though tightly knit family units these family units are not restricted to blood relations or even the race of gnomes once trust is given or earned gnomes develop friends of almost any race into the inner confidence 
their love of gatherings and their skills and storytelling help them bind these clans together through shared folklore and public exchanges of appreciation. Okay, so uh, they they their their idea of clan and family is not based on genetics. It's it's based on relationship, personal relationship. Okay, I get it. Ogre says uh, the gnomes' natural habitat are lawns and vegetable gardens. Sorry, couldn't resist. Eh, fair enough. Gnomes are accounted as great craftsmen, and they take pride in the creation of all manner of objects. Well, I can see why the dwarves like them so much. Uh, for musical instruments, exotic papers, colorful inks, and noisy clocks, and other stuff. Oh, good! It's a completely different area too. It's not stone and metal. It's it's everything else that still. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but their greatest craftsmen focus on religious edifices. Edifices. I don't. Hmm. Know. That you know, I don't remember reading that. Okay. These large stone enters. I don't okay. know. I, I've seen the word a lot. I know I know what it is. It Easter Island and all that shit, but yeah. uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Shaped and carved over decades and placed within sacred groves or upon windy heights. At these spots, gnomes gather on summer and winter solstices to offer tidings to their deities and thanks for lives well lived. Okay. All right. So the only stone carvings they do are religious. They made Easter Island, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Racial affinities. Preferring simple and static world. What? Really now? Gnomes are friendly with most of the benign peoples with whom they come into contact. Gnomes, however, have contentious relations with those who are destructive and aggressive. They particularly abhor goblins and kobolds. Gnomes consider elves to be distant and elitist cousins. They find dwarves marginally acceptable, but wish <laughs> they would quit digging so many damn holes in the earth before collapsing. <laughs> I like and how perhaps, you added damn there, but I think that I think that would have solidified the paragraph better. <laughs> yeah, it really would have. I added it be because I think it should have been there. Yeah. Uh, as, as for halflings and humans, gnomes consider one just a shorter, more polite, and better fed version of the other. They typically relate well with both. <laughs> Yeah, I remember reading that. All right. Gnomes are for wild regions that are peripheral to urban and settled lands, including high mountains, hills, desert forests, or more rarely, marshes. Okay. That's fine. You know, they put put them put next to everybody else. That's good. They're, apparently, gnomes are ubiquitous. You know, because we're, they're where humans are, they're where dwarves are, they're where elves are. They're everywhere. They can, or, or they, they seem to be, because they can be. Well, how else, how, what better way to get information than to be where people are to give you information? That is completely fair. All right. Racial traits. Here we go. Animal empathy. The gnomish relationship with nature and its creatures allows them to communicate with burrowing mammals, badger, fox, mole, rabbit, etc. You know, when I first read that, I was like, wait a second, that doesn't sound right at all. But then I remembered they had, they did have that power in D&D. Okay. The communication is more telepathic and empathic than it is conversational, though posture and sounds can communicate emotions and stress and fear. The information communicated must be relatively simple, taking place in the animal's level of understanding and comprehension, not the gnomes. Okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> what? I can't get the cat to talk to me or the, the rabbit to talk to me in my own language? Exactly. Now, again, <laughs> there is no role for this because it is not connected to an ability. I mean, a, a stat. So there is no role. It just works. Yeah, but it isn't like a crazy information gathering. No, no, no. Method, but it, you know. it, it gives the limitation that this is going to be, you know, big man did this, dug yeah. hole, hit me in face, I ran. You know, th that's pretty much going to be the level of conversation you're going to have. Where's my lettuce? Where's my lettuce? Where's yeah, there you go. 
uh, combat expertise against uh, goblins and kobolds. Gnomes have battled goblins and kobolds in the forests and mountains since the dawn of their race. Because of these frequent and bloody encounters, gnomes have developed special techniques for fighting goblins and kobolds. Gnomes receive a plus one bonus to hit kobolds uh, and goblins using handheld weapons in melee combat. Using missile weapons does not confer a bonus. Okay, only okay. when they're up close and personal can see the whites of those demon eyes is when they get the This bonus. drove me nuts when I read the, with the paragraph. Everything said goblins, kobolds, goblins, kobolds, then, oh, no, kobolds and goblins. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> just like, it. Yeah. It's like, it's just, I don't know if, uh, I talked about it last week, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I get it. Okay, I just read the word dark vision. I haven't read anything else. Dark vision. This tells me it does not work in absolutely no light. That's what the word means to me. Let's see if it's actually what it means. Well, it's not deep vision. Exactly. Dark vision. <laughs> With no light, it should not work. Dark does not mean absence of light. In a similar manner to dwarves, gnomes can see in complete... Fuck. Nope. Nope. Complete darkness is not dark. They have deep vision, just shitty deep vision. Because instead of 120 feet, it's 60 feet. Dark vision produces images that are in shades of gray, but it's otherwise like normal sight. That's exactly what deep vision is. Why did you rename it? <laughs> That's stupid. I'm pissed off. Gnomes can function well with no light at all. That's deep vision. What the fuck? Bright lights such as former lander or the light source spoiled... I mean, you just copied and paste, right? I mean, that's what happened here, right? <laughs> what the hell, man? You needed those new editors. Would you copy and paste the last sentence, please? A gnome <laughs> requires one minute to fuck. Okay, what the hell? What the hell? Why, why are you reinventing the wheel here? This is deep vision with, uh, with lesser range. That's it. It's literally exactly the same thing. Why did you rename it? That's stupid. It's stupid. You know, you know, what's funny is when, when I looked at this in the first place, I noticed that and I said kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, it's the same thing. But I didn't, I don't know. I didn't care that the name was different. I just, oh, it's the same thing. All right. All right. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think that you were going to react like that. But yeah, I did know it's the same thing. It's completely different. Uh, by, but what? It's completely different, but just like it. Yeah. Completely different, but just like it. Okay. Dick. All right. Enhanced hearing. <laughs> Gnomes have keen ears from their uh, partial, partial elven, I guess, often likened to those of a fox. No one knows whether this is due to gnome physiology or if it's because gnomes are such good observers of their environment. Gnomes receive a plus three bonus to all listening checks. Okay. Now, th again, this, this is telling. It's a listening check. Uh, it does not give a stat. I don't know why. Maybe maybe it says in the rules all listening checks are wisdom. Whatever. Maybe maybe it says that. Before or, you before you move on, don't even look at your page anymore. I want you to look at the camera. Okay. Just a moment. I don't want you to cheat, even though you might have already. I don't. I, I haven't. I haven't read. I haven't what, read what are the what are the 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 gnomes? Uh, plus and minus attribute in D and D, if you remember. Uh, plus one intelligence, and minus one constitution. Nope. Damn. Plus it. one intelligence, minus one wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, that makes sense. I, I always liken the gnome as the as the character that has uh, his face in the book and walks across the feet freeway without looking. He knows that car is going to run him over, and he can tell you exactly what the velocity is and you know what he his life expectancy is. He just didn't think the whole thing through. Right. It's just uh, yeah. you know he's kind of absent mind. Now remember, it's only minus one wisdom. It doesn't make him a complete buffoon. Right, but you right. know. But, but you exaggerate that, in your mind to clarify the situation. I get it exactly. Now, uh, when you as we read, you're going to actually see. Uh, have that 
in this game, okay, which well. actually falls in line with how they describe the gnome. Okay, let's let's first let's do enhanced uh, oh, spells. Hang on, hang on. Well, I'm still talking about the enhanced hearing. So I okay. Oh, okay. A, a, a listening check. It says listening checks. That means listening checks have to be linked to to a stat because all checks are based off stats. They get a plus three bonus to that. That's just a granite power across the board. Okay, got it. Spells. Gnomes have an innate ability to cast the following spells once per day. Innate spellcaster. Shit. Okay. As a first level caster. Okay, it never goes up in level unless you're a spellcaster, obviously. But it never goes up in level unless you're a spellcaster. But if you're not, you still get this as a first level. That's good. Dancing lights, ghost sound, and press the digitation. I love that word. These innate spells are in addition to any spells available to gnomes of spellcasting character classes. Now, wait. I have... I have, I have a question that is not, well, no, it is, it is. I mean, even if you're a spellcaster, these spells are in addition to what you get, but you, if you want to cast them better, you would also have to use them as your class because this reads like these are locked at first yeah, level ability. I, I agree 100% with you. Yes. So if that is not the case, I hope in that eighth printing, like you're talking it about fix that, that. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, got it. All right, language. Common, dwarf, elf, gnome, goblin, kobold. Again, they get all these things? Or is it like this is what you get to choose I think from? It's, no, I'm pretty sure it's a choice. Okay, good. Size small, smaller, smallest. I don't know. <laughs> Movement 20 feet. Rogue, illusionist, druid, bard. Bard and illusionist, I get. Druid, druid have you I ever heard too. of a gnome druid? Well, the way they wrote it up, yes. Yeah, so the it's way just, they wrote it up, me, it makes sense. Because it's, they're all, I you know, struggle, though. Yeah. Because I can't picture a gnome druid, but it is written up that way. They have the affinity for nature. But yeah. So I, I get it. It's just, if you came to me as a little uh, gnome druid, I'd be like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Pat on and, the head. And rogue, that's, I, I also get, all, all of these I get. All, all, all of these make sense. I For some reason, I'm pushing back on it. I can't. I can't articulate why. I think it's the same reason that I was when I think gnome. I only think illusionist. Yeah, well. Yeah, I think Attribute. it's just a historical thing. Right. Attribute modifier, plus one intelligence, minus one strength. Since they are even smaller than dwarves and they're, they don't have the stocky build, I get this. I, what I, I like either minus one con or more minus one strength and went, all right. I like the fact that it isn't minus one wisdom, especially with the way that they wrote the goblin or goblin, Jesus, gnomes up. Uh, so... Not only are they smart enough to extract the information from you, they're not going to be—they're not going to be buffoons. And, and, and I know I'm exaggerating, but it's just how I see people write them and play them so often that it's annoying. But mm -hmm. they're not going to be buffoons to not know what to do with that information. So uh, I think that the, the minus one strength, obviously, you already mentioned that, that you like that. I think it fits in absolutely with this write-up, yep. and can kind of make now gnomes can't be assassins. I get it. Nor would I want a gnome to be an assassin, but. Like like you said, without the torture, I could absolutely see this being an inquisitor of some sort. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. A, fr yeah, 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 a friendly yeah. inquisitor, you know. Yep. So yeah, I, I like this. Uh, except for the dark vision. Fuck. Come on. <laughs> come on. Call a spade a spade, people. All right. You said you want to look at humans real quickly, yeah, also? Humans. I'm, I want to see how they deal with humans. Okay. Human, there it is. Page oh. 57. Human, there it is. Are we going to read it all or just kind of quickly go through it? I think uh, we should just go through the racial affinities and so forth. Yeah, yeah. 
So humans interact well with most other races. They have oh, no, no innate. No, 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 stop, stop. Personality. Okay. Start with personality. Personality. Yeah. Oh, it's up there. Yep. As with their physical traits, humans range greatly in temperament. Fair. So one of the things I'm going to be looking for with uh, the human talk is is one of the things that Heathen Dog and I have discussed in the past is uh, races are stereotypes based on tropes. The human trope is diversity. Yes. Understanding, open-mindedness. It, we're the ones that can bridge the gap between the elf cat and the and the dwarf dog. Right. Wide range of of beliefs and the ability, the unique ability in 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 fantasy settings to hold two completely opposite ideas as true at the same time. And, and outside of that, sure, Heathen Dog as his own character and me as my own character might not be able to do all this, but. There's going to be, there could possibly be much more divergence between his character and my character still playing within that stereotype because of the diversity where you just don't have that. You shouldn't have that within the elves, the gnomes, yep. so forth. But humans okay. have a much wider range. Yes. By definition. So let, let's, let's see if they have that definition here. They seem... <clears throat> excuse me. I need a cough button if I'm going to do that. Uh, they, seem to, uh, they seem to the longer-lived races to move through life with the speed born of desperation again great sentence again i know i've only read two sentences but i like them both because i think they capture the feel of uh, the one of the things that dnd used to say is humans are prolific they're everywhere they spread like roaches wtf man well rabbits <laughs> okay rabbits um they're short well it depends i think a dwarf would say a roach <laughs> I don't know. Uh, their short lives give them a burning desire to create and control the world around them and their own mortality. This causes humans to see the world in a unique fashion. All things are tools to humans in their quest for immortality. I think that's Americans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it gets better. Uh, I, I read a little bit. Go, of go ahead. You can and, hit the next paragraph. It is a real uh, specific western individualistic ideology used to create these humans that i'm not on board with really okay well then uh well let's see humans lack empathy for the other races especially elves that's a little it's a different. little harsh i it's i don't, a little I don't, strong, I don't like yeah. pigeonhole I, I i don't mind the concept i do think it's a bit strongly worded for what i'm used to with human stereotypes yeah uh their short lifespans create an awareness of the importance of things few others understand Life is precious, and the wealth of it must not be wasted on frivolous things. All right. In the passage of history, death marks one's uh, one's life and can give it meaning. Give it meaning and old, wait, what? Okay. In, let, the let pass In the passage of history, death marks one's life and can give it meaning, and only through a life well spent can one gain immortality. Oh, I was missing a comma. <laughs> Got it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the editing here, they, they've missed a couple commas during, during my little thing too. So. Okay. Oftentimes the world's greatest heroes are humans who consider themselves to be in conflict rather than harmony with the world and willingly lay their lives low in that eternal struggle. I have to read that again. Oftentimes the world's greatest heroes are humans who consider themselves to be in conflict rather than harmony with the world. And wow. Okay. So it's almost like they see themselves as anti-heroes. No, it's, it's more like a, they they look around. They see all the other races living living so long. Hang on. Uh, let's let's go to the beginning to to look at the uh, look at the ages again. Uh, they except for the half orc, which I don't count. Product of rape, whatever. <laughs> Nobody cares about you. Uh, they are they are the the least 
lived race by a significant amount. A significant amount. So them looking around and understanding like they have so much more time to do things, we have to do it now. The only way to do it now is to push through, push your boundaries as fast as possible. The quickest and most efficient way to do that is through conflict. Well, no, no, I, I, I get that. I think what, what I'm, and I'm not taking any umbrage here with any specific wording or whatever. I guess I'm trying to get the visual a little better in my own noggin. Consider themselves being conflict rather than harmony with the world. Now, I don't just see that as like with elves or dwarves no, or the other races. The I'm talking, yes. yeah, like I'm yeah. talking the forest over there. We're talking weather systems. We're talking the, the, of the rise and fall of this empire and kingdom and so forth. Yes. <clears throat> yes. They, in, instead of, instead of, uh, changing themselves to fit the world they will fit the they will change the world to fit them i think that would be a better way to phrase that yes because yeah i I get it i just i'm trying to base it on the on the language used i I think your language is actually better and the problem i have with this so far is that this this is not the the grand multicultural human that that i'm (laughs) used to to playing you know, this, this, this takes no, no Middle Eastern or, or, or Eastern thoughts or ideas in it. This is all seems to be Western individualism. This sentence up here, humans lack empathy for other races, especially elves. Well, I personally love that. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I'm talking like as me as an individual, not as, as somebody playing a game. I actually, I can't stand elves. So <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's you thing. Yep, so I'm, fine. I'm totally cool with this as a person. If I was in this world, I have no problem yeah. with the statement now, yeah, you know, with, with, but, but it, it goes against the idea of humans because this, this sentence basically says this is fact humans lack empathy, not some humans, not most humans, not, not, but this is basically all humans lack empathy because it is emphatic and, and done. And I cannot get behind that. I can't. Or, or even if you keep that sentence there, if you follow it up with something that essentially says um, they lack empathy, but they have understanding. There's a difference between empathy and understanding if you want to get all meta. Sure. Uh, I, I personally think that the sentence should be rewritten completely. But if, if you want to go this route, you can say, hey, they lack empathy for, for everybody, especially the elves. But they have a better understanding. Uh, humans as a species themselves can look at the other races and get a better understanding of what dwarves want, what gnomes want, what, and, and bridge that gap. It's the one thing that no matter what older school game I play from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, humans always were good at was bridging the peace between the elves and dwarves or having an understanding between uh, the different, what was Earth on, the Therans and, and, uh, and, and the, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the elves up north, um, Shosara. Um, you, you know, it was always the humans that brought, it was, our, it was our one thing. We were the ones that brought the other races together. And I really feel, I'm, I'm with Heathen Dog in this one, this sentence, without any other qualifiers after it, is like, uh-oh. It, it, it ruins the, the idea that I've, I've had of humans for like ever. So not only are we short-lived and uh, we don't live in harmony with the world, but we're kind of like, screw you. Yeah, dicks. <laughs> Wait, basically dicks. So let's see what this next one is, because it starts off in a manner that I don't mind, but uh, he said he read ahead. So humans are born with an innate spirit of competition that configures itself into a race for grand achievements and a constant striving to arrive above, rise above their circumstances. I have no problem with that. Okay, neither do I. In fact, before I even read this next part here, one of the things that 
I love, and I don't know if it was in the Paladin's Handbook or if it was in a Dragon magazine or something that explained, like, why can't other races be Paladins? Because only humans have this passion, this zeal, this, my God, life is short, we're going to make the best of it. This write-up on humans right here is the best write-up to explain why only humans can be Paladins than maybe even what I read for D&D. You try to tell a modern, you know, a third edition, 4th edition, 5th edition D&D gamer why, human, why only humans can be Paladins, they don't get it. This is it right here. It's, it's that zealotry that the, the dwarves are too stubborn, the gnomes are too weird, the elves don't care that much. But one might know they're stereotype tropes. This is the human stereotype. We have the passion, the diversity, the drive. That's why we have paladins, anti-paladins, etc., 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 etc. So, anywho, moving on to the next sentence. Whether to the benefit or detriment of those around them, many humans act only with regard to their own needs and from a sense of superiority over all other races yeah. and beasts. There, there we get it. Th this, this is the end sentence for, for the start of the, of the bad trail from, from humans lack empathy was, was the start of danger zone. And now, and now we are, we are at the end of the road in, in bad writing or I'm sorry, not no. Well, it, it, I, it, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it's it's fucking Hitler. Start started off with, with, wow. with lacking empathy. It's fine, and we're that at escalated now. quickly. I know, right? It, it was it, it took it took two paragraphs to to go from eh, kind of a dick to eh, get in the shower. You know, see, see I, I see it a little differently than that. I, I, again, I, I get where you're coming from, and and it's concerning, and it's not concerning because it's Nazis. Because you know, I don't I don't play that game, but where. Uh, I'm really trying to read this again because I have my thought phrased, but I just, so it, first of all, again, it's lacking the diversity of yeah. humanity to say that some work with the L some are, are tree huggers. Some are industrialists. You've got, uh, you know, some people want to build, make the turn the world into a parking lot versus the people want to save the whales. Um, seems like a lot of that's gone i would accept now i'm not saying that this is the verbiage that should be used i haven't thought about this long enough but just throw out there that humans have an ego probably individually my ego is my character even as my person you know heathen dog's ego is his person scales way higher than an elves or a dwarf because a dwarf thinks about clan family so forth yeah. elf thinks about nature i i, I get that so I could see them saying something in here that the human ego motivates humans to do that makes them seem like they only yeah. act with regard. And I would stress that word seem. Yes. Yeah. It, it seems and, to an outside observer to be highly individualistic and, and selfish. And maybe true because of our diversity. That's absolutely yeah. going to be true for some people. But this, this write up has gone way too far in my opinion. I I, th I think it's pigeonholed humans a little more than and, I like to see. And humans. I believe it should be yes. Yeah, and and it has the gall to to go into racial affinities. L read that first sentence. It goes against the last two paragraphs. What do you say? They are like replicants. They want more and jealous of the others. Replicants. That sounds familiar to me. I should know what that is. Um, humans interact well with most other races. Well, How? Okay. They have no empathy and they, they feel superior to everyone else. How can you have generally good interactions with, with people you think you're better than and don't give a shit about? Okay. How is that possible? No, I, I, I think, um, I think that the couple paragraphs above are just kind of, they could be worded better. 
I, I think now that I'm reading this, I, I think I understand. Like, like I said, the word seems, for example, would be yeah, a yeah, word that needs yeah. to be interjected in there just hang as on, one. What, what you're trying to do is, is uh, change the meaning of everything that was written in the last two paragraphs to fit <laughs> this, this sentence right here. And that's cheating. No, 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 you're, you're, well, you're right. I'm saying that I, I can't reconcile what's above and this myself. No, no. that's why hey, I'm hey, saying it could be really horrible editing. No, I, I'm, it might be a vision in somebody's head. And by the way, I've run into this writing my own game where I see something. And then when I gave it to Zark, he was like, he said, da, 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 da. I was like, what are you talking about? Come to find out, we just literally saw the language differently. So this is this reminds me of something that's a vision in somebody's head. It got blurted onto paper, seemed good at the time. But yeah, to somebody like you and me, outsiders been playing for a long time, this is hard to reconcile. I like this, as far as humans go, much better than this. Right. Now, the problem with that is the humans lack empathy for all other races sentence mm -hmm. and the humans act only with regard to own needs and from a sense of superiority from other races. Those two sentences should not be here. Those two sentences color the entire yes. couple of paragraphs. It, it, it builds a frame around everything that you're reading that must now fit inside the framework of those two sentences. And it's all bad. I'll compromise with you. I think with this one, you keep the sentence, but add the word seems, but we remove this one completely. The second one? The, 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 hum, the, the humans one on the, the humans lack empathy. We remove that one completely. Okay. But whether to the benefit or detriment of those around them, many humans seem to act only with regard to their own needs. Okay. And See that? See, uh, eliminating the idiot who wrote that humans lack empathy for other races as as an absolute whoever wrote that as an absolute should be fired because that is dumb it's, it's funny are I, not absolutely anything i, I care about grammar <laughs> you care about this i mean it's it i'm not laughing at you at all it's just funny because you know people go off on me like you should just not worry about people's grammar people write the way they speak and blah 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 well as a no, technical no. writer i can't do that no um, of course not be, because because language is the way we convey ideas language changes it, it changes. No, if, <laughs> if if you if you do it poorly or haphazardly, you 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 exchange the wrong idea. Understood. And 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 now with this right here, this doesn't bother me nearly to the degree that it does either. But I agree with them. I'm not, I'm not. I don't think that the writer should be fired for this one. I think that there should have been a better discussion between the development team. To say, what does this mean? How how do these reconcile? Maybe we're the only two to ever feel this way. Maybe we're the weirdos. I won't I won't go with that one. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I got nothing to do with that. <laughs> they have no innate prejudices, but are often what? taught no, at a young no, That's a lie. Fucking lie. Especially elves. They have no innate prejudices except for they lack empathy, especially for elves. And, well, and, and, and well actually empathy all other races and beasts. Other than that. Empathy and prejudices are different, to be fair. Just because we're not empathetic towards them doesn't mean, you know. We hate them or treat Sense them of superiority over okay. all other races and beasts. That's literally every fucking living well, thing. That's not a plant being prejudicial only to ourselves. Doesn't mean we're prejudicial to the world. I know I'm reaching. I'm just trying, to, uh, but often are taught at a young age who's, who is an enemy, everyone, not you apparently. And who is yeah. a friend, not no the world. Trees, trees, <laughs> Tree. nope. we, parking lots, bitch. Parking <laughs> lots. <laughs>
That's how humans, enemies and friends are determined more by expediency. Okay, now you're pulling it, you're bringing it back in. Yeah. And mutual benefit rather than any innate prejudice. But they have innate prejudice. You said so. Feeling of superiority mm. over all other races. That's an innate prejudice for fucking everything. But I will, I will it, say that this, this sentence right here, even though it's in a whole different section, racial affinities versus personalities, this sentence right here does negate this. Lack empathy for other races, especially yes. else, because yes. empathy it, it, doesn't it, it, matter at this point. This, this, the, the, we're talking specifically about the prejudice. They don't have empathy because we don't care. Hey, if it's mutual beneficial, sure, an elf, whatever, come on. Uh, but uh, if it's not expedient for us as humans, we're going to build a parking lot in your woods. I hope you're okay with that. Not really. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Or wait, well, you want us to build it over there? Well, what happens if we build it over there? Oh, you'll protect this this side of us? Oh, sure. Okay, we'll build it over you know, yeah, how, I, I, I just feel like I don't, I, how did you screw up humans? We looked at elves. I mean, I'm sorry. We looked at dwarves and we looked at gnomes and they were great there, but, but, but the human write-up contradicts itself two or three times. I, I, I really feel it's that vision. Somebody had a vision in his head and said, this is, this is. This is this. These are the words, or these are the feelings I have about humans. But then had to pull it back into a game context. You see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. All you uh, had to do was take away the absolute statements, sure, and it yep. would be okay. Agreed. But they didn't do that. Pisses me off. Pisses me off. How'd you fuck up your own race? Come on. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think one of the reasons why why Heathen Dog's way more uh, adamant about this than me is that. He's human centric in like every game. He I plays. am human centric. I yeah. play a human all the time because all of the races suck. Now I would be a really good human in this world. I don't agree <laughs> with it, but I'd be a really good one. Just like, just like, uh, uh, Max would be a really great gnome in this world. I think I'd be a better dwarf or dwarf. I'm sorry. Dwarf in this world because of the hatred of elves thing. I would be a really great human in this world because all other races are demi-humans. They are lesser than human for a reason. They suck balls. That's my personal view. But I don't like it when when uh, the the idea oh. of the all-inclusive humanity, the 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 glue humanity that is that is prevalent in in fantasy games all over is shit on like this and with poor writing. Hey, whenever I'm stupid and I put up that subscribe thing like that. Make yep. sure that uh, the stupid part is I forget to put the other banner back up like that. Oh, okay. Sorry. We went like half this episode without it up. That's fine. That's, that's my fault. I did it. Yes, it is. Or didn't okay. do it. Whatever. Humans can okay. be found in any environment or climate, though they usually prefer to live above ground. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Primary <laughs> yeah, attributes. Are, are you calmed down with that one? <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. Racial traits and abilities. Primary attributes. Because of the unique nature of humankind, humans choose an additional primary attribute for a total of three. The unique nature. I don't understand that at all. Because uh, they're they're just as pigeonholed as everybody else. I think they bring it back around. I know I know you're stuck on this, and and, and I get it. But I, I think they bring you know with the racial affinities and the other stuff, they bring it but, back around. And then and then they, they and then they go back to to the showers with language. Every <laughs> other race gets like almost every language choice. Humans only know their own language. Fuck you, you dirty blithering elf. That's exactly <laughs> well, that's why we, that's why we hate the elves. We don't speak it. There you go. Size oh. medium, movement thirty feet. Typical classes any attribute modifiers none. No, that's that's normal. That's normal. But yeah, I mean, out of out of out of all of the races we've read, I have the most problem with human. It was it was either it was either a bad vision, 
from the designer or just bad oh. writing and, and editing from everyone else down the pipe? I don't feel as strongly about it, but I understand. And you heard what I said that I think should be fixed in that one. Yep. So, uh, Charlotte's comment up there for a moment. And uh, tell me when you're done. I'm done. I'm done. We go. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, well, no, we got We got to finish up making the character. We got to talk about our persona. Basically, oh. this is, you know, this is. This is where the you and the castle keeper work out the whole concept. Like, okay, sure. how do you want to play this character and so forth? Is the character up? Oh, got it. Let's go. Up. Is the character hot tempered, mild mannered, mean spirited, slow witted, determined, arrogant? You know, I know some people say this takes away my agency, um, but uh, I don't let players anymore. I used to when I was younger. I don't let players play characters anymore that are openly detrimental to the group. No, it's bad. I idea. just. Yeah, it's like you know. Let's say in the group there's a paladin and assassin. Well, one of them's got to give, or a paladin and a rogue, which is you know more common. Paladin and thief. Uh, I warn both of them, Mister Paladin, you are supposed to be humble. You're supposed to lead by example. You're not a crusader. You don't cut people's hands off for stealing. Mister Thief, if you start acting stupid and think it's going to be funny to hide the the the, the wizard spellbook in the paladin's pack, I don't want you in this game because you're just going to cause a fight. Don't do it. Outside of that, I want you to play how you feel it's supposed to be done, but this is where you have this conversation about the persona. I, I'm a strong believer in session zeros. Uh, I mean, to me, that's still a new term, but I've always had session zeros going all the way back for as long as could be. I think we, what we used to just call it, hey, let's talk about the game we want to play. <laughs> I think that was well, the time. Actually, actually, we just rolled it into the character creation process. Y exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what I love about like Forbidden Lands. Ah, did a different game this time. Um, what I love about the Year Zero engine as a whole because that relationship is built into the game. Alignment. Alignment. It's got the same basic alignments that go through it here. Uh, the game actually defines the alignments probably even better than D and D. Well, again, outside the core books, there are a lot of good definitions, but. Uh, Lawful good, I'm not going to read them all, but lawful good characters of this alignment are dedicated to following the strictures of society. Notice it doesn't say must follow every rule in the rule book of every city he goes to. It just says follows the strictures of society, respecting law and order. Again, doesn't say, you know, if slavery is the law of the land, it doesn't mean he's like, what? Well, I guess I'm a slave owner now. But he respects the law of the land and, uh, you know, works from within in that case. Uh, act for the benefit of others in society. And places great value on truth, honor, and life. I think this is a generally good write-up for what lawful good is. I think the only thing I would have done a little differently with this, although it is here for the benefit of others in society, is I, I, I like to promote lawful good as being just team players. Go along with the group. Yeah, It's not about following the rules. It's about going along with it. You understand that society, whether the society is your seven-player adventure group or it's a city or whatever, is more important and more powerful than the one you're gonna say no it's fine yeah oh. uh the other one i like to look at just because i like to is uh neutral evil because i like to see how it's defined um characters of this alignment mirror those of neutral good but they typically follow a road that benefits themselves instead of others okay uh neutral good characters that i have healthy respectable law and freedom okay i just see neutral evil as selfish so yeah, yeah, that's that's basically what they're saying. Put themselves in front of others, whereas neutral good, uh, they they go in between laws and freedoms. Like, hey, I want the ability to do me, but I'm going to make sure I'm not going to mess with you while doing it. Whereas the neutrally of a character is, ah, I'm going to do me, and if I mess with you a little bit, well, you got to deal with that. 
I, I don't I'm know more than, than, I, than your fifis. <laughs> I don't know the dark sun because I hate dark sun, but uh, so I don't know uh, what the explanation is uh, from there. And I saw something up here. Where is it? There it is. Uh, lawful versus chaos is greater good or big picture versus self-interest, good and evil. I no. agree. And then, I, 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 here I, at least in, in here that that's a, that is a good and evil. Um, like, like, like they said, the difference between neutral evil and neutral good is that the neutral evil is more self-centered. Whereas the, the neutral good understands that, Hey, you know, you do you, I do me as long as, as long as my stuff doesn't impact you poorly we're going to be fine. Whereas neutral evil doesn't care if, if, if his stuff impacts you poorly because he's more important. So when, when I see law and chaos, I compare it to, I, I hate to go real world politics, but it's the easiest way to do it. Authoritarianism versus libertarianism. Okay. I like to consider myself. Eh, more mostly, anarchy. I would go authoritarian I, I, and anarchy, but I wouldn't say anarchy because, because, uh, even a chaotic good person understands that there has to be some code of conduct. Now, if the code of conduct doesn't have any use, it's got to go away, you know. Uh, but it doesn't mean the person's anarchic, unless it's chaotic neutral. Let that because that person doesn't have a mind anyway. Uh, but like a chaotic good person is like, you know what? I'm gonna do things, and you might not like how it's done necessarily, but ultimately the sun's gonna shine, the rain's gonna land, and the crops are gonna grow, and everybody's gonna be happy. Um, just because you have a dumb rule that says I can't cross the street this way, or you know what? I know you have this rule that says I can't murder the bad guy because there has to be law and order. But I'm telling you, he owns the Senate. We're gonna take him out. You know. It, that's how I see chaotic good. I mean, without getting too crazy, it's just like, leave me alone. I'm going to go on my own. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to do it my own way. If I choose to do it with you, that's great. Where the lawful good person is like, okay, we have to have rules. How are we breaking up treasure? We're doing it exactly this way every time. And you will always be like this. And we're always going to do this. Both when neither way is inherently wrong. Personally, I lean towards the chaotic good as a person. I don't like people telling me what to do in my yard. <laughs> uh, but I also know, remember, we're not talking about Dungeons and Dragons, where it's got 40 some years of, of you know, <laughs> history behind it, where people have made up their own stuff. We're talking about a specific game with its own set of rules. So these are the definitions of, you know, lawful, evil, or sorry, uh, lawful, chaotic, good, evil for this game. And I think they were written up right for this game. Um... In fleshing out the character, it helps to choose a deed or even a pantheon of deities with whom the character calls upon. Uh, okay. Choose choice of a deity is not required. All right. Yet, in a world of fantasy where deities are presumed to exist is often overlooked aspect of character creation. One of the things I don't like in D&D games mm -hmm. is when a character's like, I don't believe in the gods! But we have clerics, and the yeah. gods actually show themselves, and I don't, I don't get that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. No! You know, I can understand kind of the um, um, the Conan, like, screw you, God, if you're not going to help me. You know, I can get with that. Yeah, you still, you know the God is there, but if he's not helping you, he's not useful, so don't pray to him. Right. Now, if you're running more of a low magic world or a world where gods don't actually walk the world, okay, now I can start to see it a little bit more. Yeah. But, but, you but, know, if, if you have clerics literally calling on fire from the fucking sky, then wake up, buddy. It's just magic. Whatever. Any, um, any wizard to tell you, nope. 
Uh, that's usually the wizard doing it. That's the problem. Uh, uh, clerics and druids draw uh, clerics and druids draw their power from a deity, pantheon, a deity, or whatever supernatural forces they have allegiance. What I like about this, but also dislike about it, this is more of a framework than a world. Pick one. Okay? I, I don't like the idea of saying, you know what? Look, I, I, I'm going to get again into the realm of the real world for a second here, but I'm not comfortable praying to other gods in my game or believing in other gods, so uh, I just want to say that my character gets his powers from just you know the earth and the air around him. No. No. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I don't want to stop a game master from making the world the game master wants to make, but this is more of a framework comment than it is a world-building comment. And so far, if you looked at what we talked about with the humans, this game is definitely a world-building game. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I do have a little... I do take some, um, uh, some issue with this. Oh, is it, um, you were going to say Umbridge. Yeah, yeah, well, I did. But, <laughs> uh, in choosing a deity, consultation with the Castle Keeper is necessary to learn more about a particular deity pantheon and what benefits. Now, again, I, I think it's trying to tote the line too much between... World building versus framework. Just just go with the world building. You've already defined your world to, to a, a large degree already, even in just the races and classes. Just say you follow a deity. Like, and if somebody else, if the game master wants to make his own world, hey, then the game master makes a world where there are no deities and the powers exist. But for the core game, it should just... Uh, people like Selene and Marvel comics. It's a bit more fun to try to... Yeah, but that's we're we're talking a fantasy game, dude. Where you get? Do you smoke before you comment? <laughs> Put that in. Maybe you under because you do comic books more than me. People like Celine and Marvel Comics, which include Conan, make it a bit more fun to try and write deities since they're uber beings who are still technically mortals. I I don't read a lot. Of, I don't read a lot of uh, Conan comics. I, yeah, Sav Savage Avengers. I get it and so forth. Yeah. But that that's a different genre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, uber beings that that can be killed, like they're 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 ageless but not immortal. Kind of like the Forgotten Realms gods. Yeah. Okay. I think it's ba it's basically a super wizard. Now I see. I don't do that. In fact, I'm one of those people that doesn't understand why you give God stats. It's a god. Yeah. You 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 face one. You auto lose. You just yeah. You just get puffed. Now, to be fair, I don't throw my gods on the planet all the time oh, walking no. around, I, you know, but uh, no, if somehow you faced one, if you went to the happy hunting grounds and decided to meet the deity of, uh, of you know, of, of whatever, the forest, yeah. you are not going to beat it. No, I, no, I'm, no, you're going to lose, you're one lose die. badly. Actually, yep. no, you're not even going to lose badly. You're just, you're just going to stop. <laughs> you're you're going to cease to exist. Yeah, that, that's, that's why I liked a second edition uh, AD and D because the only gods you ever saw were avatars, small fragments of the God's essence that, that is small enough, a fragment, it has stats and you can fight it and 400 hit points in an armor class. Yeah, and yeah, you're not, you're probably not going to win, <laughs> but you, but you have a shot, you know, you, yeah. you have a shot because it is such a small piece. It's like, a uh, fighting God's fingernail, you know, like, it's just a fingernail. God doesn't really care that much, and he can't flex so much from just a fingernail. So you got to. But shot he could of, also create like fifteen avatars in the same spot. You know, <laughs> a, a, a greater god can can make like what ten in in the in the in the god book, like ten avatars at a time. But you can only have one in each dimension at a time. 
but you know, no, no, Shads, I, I don't get with that. I mean, I understand what you're saying, and and yes, people are weird like that, but I, I don't accept that. People in a, a uh, in an old world, like a, a Middle Ages type world, that aren't fully enlightened and so forth. First of all, it was the exact opposite. Sure, they might have been flat earthers, but they found gods everywhere. Yeah, everything was God. God did this. They leached you because of God. I mean, come on. So, uh, so I, I wouldn't accept that. I would say flat out, uh, uh-uh. uh. This world has gods. I don't care if you like them or venerate no, them, no. but you, you know they exist. In, in the existence. They are there. You don't have to like it. You don't have to pray to them. Fuck it. I don't care. You can say, I hate gods. They're, 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 they're meddling assholes. All right. Oh, and but there could definitely be that. There. there could be a dichotomy between, well, we failed because God willed it versus, you know, it, that, that'd be like what the cleric says versus like, shut up. God doesn't care, you know. You you get kind of agnosticy about it. I, I get that, but to say that they just straight up don't exist, no. no That's why sorry, I like the Cthulhu sorry. gods. You're not going to beat any of those. You're not going to beat any god yeah. if really. See, Tannis half elven. He proves my point. I don't, I don't. I don't understand the the meaning behind that. Tannis believed in the gods. Well, he, he didn't have to be, see that, that. That's the thing. I don't. He didn't worship. He believed in him. No, he didn't no, worship no. him. Yeah, but the the whole belief thing. When you're talking to a religious person, b- belief is is understanding without fact. Every single well, faith, person but... in these stories know for a fact that gods exist because of that dude over there creating miracles in God's name. All right. Well, something's about that. So it's not really belief. Ah. It's knowledge. You know that gods exist because of people like Priesty Stan over here. All right. You know it. So it's it's knowledge. Everyone here has knowledge of deities. Whether you worship one or not is on you. But saying, look, they don't exist is an idiot's thing. Stop. The, 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 only, the only thing I'd quibble with with what you said is I changed the word belief to faith. Other than that, I, you, what you said is, well, is spot when, on. When you're talking to a religious person, belief and faith are commonly Fair. considered Fair. the same thing. Fair. Um, the only way to kill a god and uh, second is hunt down, destroy all the followers across uh, cosmos. That's when you started getting into the immortal level rules. I actually think that was first edition, if I remember correctly, maybe a second edition. Yeah, you could do things like that. But uh, I mean, it depends on the world also, because if you look at Forgotten Realms, Baneball and Merkel. Uh, they got killed. I guess one of them came back now in fifth edition. Or so I don't care. Uh, you know, they were they were killed off. Uh, you know, in in the, the hell was the name of that war? War of the Avatars, whatever the hell it was called, uh, Tantris and whatnot. But uh, you know, every realm kind of played it differently. I'm just saying, in my worlds, if somehow, some way, you met God, or or even the Avatar of God, he'd squish you like a bug. God isn't going to come to you as a 20th level party and be like, hey, buds, what's up? Yeah, you want to arm us? Oh, you beat me. No, he's going to come down with his most powerful avatar and going to be like, all right, this was up. You might think you're tough, but no, your magic's done. Shut up. Uh, you know, and and uh, let me get back on track here. I see. Point uh, Conan would just invoke the protection of actual deities to fight wizards. I, again, are you talking savage? I, I, I don't know. That's I think I think we we beat the god thing to death. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to figure out what chat's trying to say. Um, names, yeah, go ahead and make your uh, make your name. Yeah, I was just trying to make one little comment, and all of a sudden, I know it went it went all weird. Uh, starting coin. Uh, everybody starts with a little bit different coin. Three D eight times ten, three D four. You know, uh, I'm gonna get. To, we're gonna talk about coin a little bit more in a moment. I have a problem with this chart. What? 
why does the fighter and ranger have a much greater range and higher cap than the rogue? You think the rogue and the assassin would start with more money? I I think it's just to purchase initial equipment and because they have to purchase their armor also. Armor it's going to weigh or it's going to cost. Yeah, 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 no no, I I understand. I just I just don't I think the rogue should have start with more money than a fighter. I really do. Just well, make more sense. He's a poor rogue, that's why he's got to steal stuff now. <laughs> I mean, we're talking a bard here that uh, is just starting out and nobody's throwing coins into the hat. I get it. I, I get it. But, you know, a, a rogue, you know, your first level, you went through years of training. You, you've stolen nothing except practice dummies. Come on, man. Come on. Mm, you see, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the years of training for the rogue thing, because, you know, I've, I've, I've been to Paris. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. OK, so what I want to talk about is EV and we're going to get to this later. I actually had to like scroll back and go wait WTF on this stuff. You have weight. And then you have EV, which is, uh, oh, God, uh, encumbrance value. I remember which, correctly. which page is this? Uh, I'm on page 62, but we're going to be scrolling way past this quickly. OK. Um, do, 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 do. So uh, all this stuff has weight. If you want to do encumbrance by weight, you can, but it also has this encumbrance value, encumbrance rating. Right. And I did not play around with this math. I'm not going to get it right. I just want to show you that it's there and tell you you can do it for your game and move on. Um, encumbrance. So you can do the whole encumbrance thing based on, on the weight of the items and so forth because it's there, right? Mm -hmm. But they also have this encumbrance category. Unburned, burned, overburned, okay? Where, this is where, it seems like a pain in the butt, but honestly, it does kind of simplify it from what I could see. Uh, character has an encumbrance rating equal to strength score. I'm not going to say that other word. This is then modified by the character's prime attributes. If the character has either strength or constitution attributes as prime, they add three to the strength score to determine the encumbrance rating. See, you could just say the there. Take out two letters, man. If the, if the character has both strength and constitution as prime, then the character may add six. This encumbrance rating is a total amount of encumbrance values the character can carry before being burdened. So, um, I don't have the, the attribute chart in front of me, but they do give an example here. Uh, Emon has a strength score of seven and constitution is one of his primes. His ER is ten due to strength score being seven. Modified plus plus three for the constitution. Okay. Sure. On a trip, ancient burial grounds, lays a soul. Uh, to lay a soul properly to rest. Memnon expects trouble, so he's carrying a lot of material with him. His equipment encumbrance values add up to 17. Memnon's categories for encumbrance are unburdened, burdened, 30, and overburned, 31 plus, right? Mm -hmm. With an EV total 17, is lightly encumbered and suffers the penalties for that category. Memnon later picks up a statue with an EV of 20. You know, just a ah, statue. Ah, you know, yeah. Oh, this looks good, good my, uh, in my bedroom. This would be great. <laughs> right? Um, would be 37, would be overburdened. But it does give, like, it does give the, uh, here we go, like the size and so forth. So a statue, uh, five by two by one would add plus two. Yeah. Fairy light modifiers are minus two. Lights are uh, plus one to EV. So if you get a sword and it's, you know, considered light construction, it'll actually be minus one. This isn't so much for swords and so forth. It's more for things like carrying statues or, right. you know, timber and whatnot. But uh, anyway, it uses this. Let me scroll back up. So you can see a tunic's got a one. I don't know if I'd actually make clothes actually weigh something. Travel trunk. Here we go. Here's a good one. Got that trunk. 
That's a five encumbrance value already. So remember, you started with 10, right? Empty trunk. Right. Empty, absolutely empty trunk, yes. Because yep. um, it's only three pounds. It's funny, it's only three pounds. But uh, anyway, utilize this formula down here for the encumbrance rating. At first, I was like, oh my God, this is weird, and I don't understand it. I only glanced at it. I did not try to do all the math, but after kind of reading through this, it's like, okay, it makes sense. It's not quite a rules light encumbrance system. It's a little more realistic than that, but it isn't at the same time that, okay, how much is that? Well, 3.5 pounds. This one's 2.75 pounds. This one's 14.1 pounds. Uh, hold on. Am I encumbered? Am I not? No. It, it gives you a nice, easy number yeah. to do. I, I yeah, think it fits the it's balance. It's ballpark. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah it, it splits the difference between super realistic and rules light. And I like it. Ad hoc encumbrance. That's uh, based on that. So balance. Um, what I like this is balanced, bulky, formless, narrow. So you know how you, you ever pick up something like it's not heavy. It's just, uh, uh, God, what's the damn term? Unwieldy. Cumb cumbersome, unwieldy. There's another term we use. But yeah, uh, you, can, you can use that for your modifiers here. Right. Uh, weapons, armor, don't care. Magic. Oh, I thought they had coins in here. Uh, there oh, is this it? coins right here. Every 16 coins equal to a pound. However, coins have almost no bulk to them, but may have weight. A single coin or a pound of coins has no appreciable, appreciable, appreciable. There we go. English EV 10 pounds or 160 coins is equal to one EV. So you're going to be carrying more coins in this than you'd probably think that a character should be able to carry. At the same time, it does eventually add up. Uh, now magic. Are, are we still wanting to do magic today? I mean, we're we're like two hours in, man. Yeah, we are. We should we should probably cut it for here and uh, and and pick pick this up next week. Wow, I thought we were going to be done in maybe two episodes, three at the most, but it looks like we're going to be going for four. Yep. So I mean, we did spend a bunch of time talking about those races. Uh, so uh, da -da -da, let's stop sharing the screen. Get us back on there. All right. So uh, yeah, what I mean, what do you guys think? Okay, how. Um, how do you know the wizards wouldn't have more money? Wouldn't they make kill? Oh, I mean, that's that's a, this question for you. Where is it? It's on the screen. Uh, how do you know the wizard wouldn't have more money? Wouldn't they make a uh, killing selling snake oil? <laughs> I mean, Morden Canyon's miracle elixir. <laughs> that's what they did the trick. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but the, the the problem I have with the wizard is in in getting proficient in their art is is not. Um, stealing things from that doesn't belong to them that you can then sell for money. That's, that's the rogue getting proficient in being a rogue in part is stealing shit from other people. Nobody else has that, has that as a function of, of creating their skill set. So he is, he's going to get more things through, through his uh, early career than everyone else. And he'll be able to sell those things for more money. He should start off with a cash injection, selling off all the shit he stole during his training to, to start off his career on his own. That see, see, I visualize the first level rogue differently. And that, that's where you and I are going to differ on this one. I see him as either the street urchin or the guy who just lost his farm and is destitute and he's a beggar now, or, or, or something like that. Or, or even, you know, the, the girl on the street corner turning tricks that decided, you know what, this isn't fun anymore. I want to, you know, I'm going to go get money another way. Uh, I, I don't see it as somebody with experience other than okay. the, the raw natural talent to, because it's based on decks now. It's not based on percentage rolls and so forth. I understand. See, the, 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 but I look at uh, classes in, say, D&D &D and other stuff like, like they're spelled out in Earth Dawn. 
okay, with where where the where the disciplines are spell earth on that you train for years before getting to first circle. See, I, I, training I, I believe practice. that only for wizards. What's that? I believe that only for wizards, and that's not even a necessity. And maybe uh, clerics, Cleric. because yeah, clerics and druids have the same thing that's built in. But why are they special? Why? And of course, for a fighter, it because takes the world is to, the, to, it takes years to become proficient in three different weapons. The how world is unfair. The world you know, isn't fair. Everybody and some some you know it's uh like you know it's it takes longer to become an engineer than it does to take uh, you know to be you know a construction worker. That, that is true. That is true. But but in in both cases, it takes a certain amount of training. And for 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 all of these skills and abilities that rogues get, how many lifetimes would it take you to learn all those things? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that there's no training involved. Yeah, um, exactly, some of that training but, you know, can be trial and error and so forth. I just, uh, I think that the rogue should be a popper. Like me personally, I almost think that the rogue has too much money. The rogue should be a popper because the rogue is always trying to steal stuff and then losing money and then gambling it away. Maybe, uh, you know, rogues are well, no, known. If, if you want to justify that, obviously, uh, you would have to go in everyone is trained route, but the rogue is trained under a higher level rogue, right? Makes sense. Not, OJT. No, not always. No, no problem with that. Possibly, but not always. No. Okay, uh, but but you you can be on board with that. I can be on board with yes. Okay, so at the end of his training, the uh, the payment for this is everything you've stolen in your training is now mine. I own it now. Now go and make your own shit. Okay. You could you could say that. How about this? Let's 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 change it up. Let's give the rogue two d twenty. So you got this real big disparity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I rolled a one and a one. I guess I was a rogue that's just on the street. Oh, that I rolled two twenty. <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Okay. Yes, uh, have have their have their lows be lower than everyone else, and their highs be higher than everyone else. So there's a huge range. I and you can't it. roll fifteen dice because that would normalize it too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You then, have to. Then even if you rolled ones on all of them, you're, you're you're still getting a good amount of coin. But you 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 would have to use the like a percentile dice times ten. You know, you either start with ten gold or a thousand. You know, it's like way in between there. Hey, um, I want to show this. Dude, this is gonna be old. That's hey, no, I picked the wrong one. Stop that. Pick the wrong one. Share screen. Oh, because I have the wrong one up here, dumbass. And there we go. Share that. Boom. Humble Bundle. Why are okay. you showing Humble Bundle? That's weird. That is weird. Because I'm going to go to Old School Revival. Remember when I said earlier that we were going to talk about a charity and so forth? Mm -hmm. Well, Humble Bundle gives a charity. And nine times out of ten, I refuse to give to the charities that they give to because I don't believe in them. However, this one gives to the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. Now, uh, I've worked for the Marines. I have not worked for the Navy. Uh, but uh, I do work for the Air Force currently. And let's look at this. What do we have here? Uh, well, actually, let's start with Humble RPG Book Bundle, Old School Revival. You know, it's funny. I've been seeing Revival more often now. It used to be I always saw Renaissance everywhere. Now I'm seeing Revival. Dungeons, Dragons, and Mazes, right? We've teamed up with Frog God Games. Good company, by the way. If I'm saying that, I'm sure you know what that means. Mm -hmm. um, get RPG books like The Pestilent, Borderland Provinces, and Castles and Crusades Player's Handbook. Now you're going to be like, you can already get it for free off the Troll Lord site, right? Hold on. Plus, your purchase will support Navy Marine Corps Relief Society. Well, let's look down. For uh, yeah, I live in Germany. That's why it shows in Euro. See, can I zoom in on this a little more? Oh, I can. All right. Um, 
got uh, do, 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 what do we have here we have some flavor text uh, how to cook monsters it, honestly most of the books in this thing i'm kind of like eh. about borderland provinces there's a lot of short stories in here oh well, now we've got swords and wizardry complete click on that for just a moment uh this is the game you played 20 years ago it's true to the original style and philosophy that made the game so great no spot checks here simple flexible rules allow players and game masters alike to roll a role play and role play the standout tone provides all the rules you need to play the game so we've got a game system here right up oh, uh already scrolled down for me bird of a feather not sure exactly what that is but here we go castle and crusades players handbook again you're going to tell me but i can get off troll lord games for free but can you also get death and trekland what is that a source book i'm guessing it's an adventure journey on a wild adventure that takes you from bakun the tower of the dog to the dungeons of Zebagd <laughs> and beyond the okay i'm not reading these damn names anymore <laughs> can't just name your city freeport please <laughs> okay anyway yeah it's an adventure though from trollerd games uh where to go up, up here uh we've got uh, this one here the pestilent the south of the famed Black Tooth Ridge. See, I can read that one. Good job. Lies the East, east Fallow Hills. There, the Caravansare of, okay, you know what? Stop making up words. I know what that Waster is. It's a, car it's a caravan. I get it. Uh, Wasterfall plays host to the occasional merchant or adventurer seeking their fortune on that fable. Okay, anyway, I, I got confused by the word they. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway. So we've already got three castles and crusades right there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now we got some more flavor text, some maps, uh, borderland provinces, you know, mappy, mappy stuff. Tales of the Lost. These are like short stories, by the way. Not sure what the importance of them is. I'm sure Probably somebody can answer. building or lore, lore making or whatever. Could be. They're, like I said, they're short stories. Mm -hmm. uh, Quests of Doom Awakenings by Steve Winter. For three to five characters, okay, this must be a newer type game because in the old days you never had three to five characters. This is from five to seven at least. Mm -hmm. uh, strangely, so it's probably a fifth edition game. Uh, strange things occur after a meteor strikes overhead in the night sky. So we got, it's an adventure, Quest of Doom! Frog God Games. Like I said, uh, Frog, God, Frog God Games is a good company. Oh, look at this. More castles and crusades. Stains upon the green. The Long Valley. Scroll down more. More of these little short stories, some maps. I'm, I have a map fetish, so like I like the map thing. Um, these other ones I don't care so much about. Borrow Maze, if anybody knows about that. Here, let's, let's, there you go. Do that dungeon, bitch. <laughs> that is a, that is a wow. That's that that that's a care right there. <laughs> that's bigger than I care, but yeah, yeah, at least I think it is. Well, cares have large central areas for like growing and so forth. But yeah, your point is absolutely well taken in that one. Oh man. Uh so where are we here? Uh do, 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 do. Thought, yep, more castle and crusades. Codex of uh, Saltarum. It's a Celtics. Or I'm sorry, Keltarum. The Celts possessed a language of such haunting beauty that it's echo stir oh, memories that's of subjective. I, I, look, hey, hey, it's exotic. All right, fair, fair. Oh, wait, I just said the word you're not allowed to say about Asians. Are you allowed to say about Celts? Anyway, so anywho, it supports charity. Oh, and the lure of delusion. The delusionist. Enter the Elkhorn Deeps and attempt a rescue of missing children. Hey. Be wary, for things are not always as they seem, and where allies and enemies work in tandem, great dangers often dwell. But above all, 
Beware the lure of delusions. Oh, I see what you did there. Eh? Yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. Isn't this one of the designers of the game? I think it is. Okay. Or, the, or it's like a brother. Anyway, if you go to Humble Bundle, you can find uh, this there. Uh, I, like I said, about half of the stuff on here, I really don't give a crap about, which but is kind of sad. That's really you know, part and parcel of the Humble Bundle. You know, half of it, I'm like, eh, I don't really care about any of that. The the other stuff is good, but it's usually at a cheap enough price to where, eh, I'll absorb the crap I don't want. Yeah, right. Yep. And plus, you also give them to charity if you care. Yep. And, uh, you know, and, and we're talking about cash. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> castles and crusades. So if you want to get more stuff for castles and crusades, here you go. This humble bundle. Pay what you want. Well, to an extent. I mean, if, if you want the higher tier bundles, you got to pay more. Well, right. But, uh, yeah. you know, you get what you pay for up to a, what's the max here? What's the highest one? 1265 uh, euro. Well, that's if euro. So it's probably 50, like 15 bucks. 50, yeah, probably 15 bucks. Yeah. So, boom. Anywho, I just wanted to say, I thought that was kind of, you know, Part of oh you've moved it up to commentary well yeah we weren't talking about the fundamentals of the game anymore um i kind of was adding this into to that but hmm. that's fair that's fine uh i don't have a segment too no see we we were going to bust on uh daniel kwan that's his name yeah the asians represents yeah, the eight the, the asians rep represent idiots but uh they don't start until uh for another what hour and a half uh yeah, hour hour and a half, and I don't have hour and a half worth of material to uh to fill up the time from now to then. So there it so is. So what we plan on doing is, as long as it's on YouTube, we're just gonna we're gonna hit them up again like we did last time. We're gonna yeah. watch the video. We're gonna do it on the stream, and we're gonna tell them why they're idiots. Why saying the word exotic is not a bad thing. Um, we will not have Noro involved with this one. I got told in no uncertain terms. Uh, there will be Noro no Noro involved in this one. But she, she was she was hurt by 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 people being so ignorant mm -hmm. that looked like her. She's what? not going to be. No. Come on, explain it. No interest in the topic is the easiest way to explain it. So, uh, so, uh, what do we have here in chat? Uh, Sarah Thompson clip in Discord. What's that? I mean, I don't look at Discord while I'm streaming. So, uh. Anything in chat. And until I watch it, I'm not going to put it on the stream because I don't know what it is. But, you know, that could be something we talk about later. You should never see someone's differences to yours. For what? Fine, I'll play it. I don't know if I'm going... Oh, she's the wheel... Yeah, no, I... She was on... Um, she should have started uh, at 7 o'clock. They should be done now. Uh, but seven, well, 7 o'clock my time. So it's 8.30 p.m. now. Uh, she started at 7 o'clock. Uh, here, I, can I play this? I'm going to have to turn on volume here. I'm going to have to turn on volume there. So volume is on here now. Uh, let me You're see if I that, can... I'm going to head to the restroom. Well, then there won't be echo, so I'm going to play it for him. <laughs> and let's see. I don't know what this says, so if it says anything too stupid, figure that out. Uh, she, they. What the fuck is a she, they? You know, when somebody does they, them, at least I get it, they're an idiot. But what's she, they? That's just totally confusing. So I have to say she to you, and, but if I'm, or, or are you saying you're okay with both and you just didn't do the them, the, 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 the her, that I don't care. I'm not, 
you will always be a she, you will be a she, you're, you're, I guess a she, you're going to be a she, and I can't see your face. So all these are, are, are chicks, I guess. So I will never do the they thing. If my job were to come to me and say, you must do this, I will say, not a chance in hell. I do not respect it. You're either a him or a her. Get the fuck over it. Or you're an it. I don't, if you really want to be an inanimate object, you know, whatever. God damn it. Fucking hate these people. This is why I can't watch this shit. I hate these people. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Sarah. Go ahead. I just want to point out in chat, someone said, um, as a pro tip, using people first language. Please don't use disability nope. first language. Identity first. Yeah. Um, oh, that's what I was typing into to our the, chat. Yeah, <laughs> the whole, the whole put the person first thing is something able-bodied people decided that they should refer to us as. Like, you should see a person first and like, that's kind of gross. So just disability yeah, first. Um, yeah, it's it, it does vary from person to person, and there are people who do prefer people first language. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Sarah. Go ahead. I just what? I don't know what the fuck you're even talking about. You're like making up weird shit. I don't, I don't know what the fuck that is. See people first. Don't see people. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm not playing this fucking little weirdo language bullshit game that you all have. I'm not doing it. I'm just not going to do it. I, 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 don't, I literally don't get what that means. What people first language? What the fuck does that mean? There, there's English. That's the language I use. I'm not sure exactly what language you're fucking using. <laughs> uh, point, of, point of personal privilege. That was such a hilarious... Um, jazz hands. Jazz hands. Fuck that! like a real man probably scaring all the animals in the house right now probably gonna yell at my wife now <laughs> but uh, i don't get it i've never heard of these creatures uh i did read your rogue comment by the way uh, uh all right what i oh god i apparently <laughs> turned up the volume so uh uh do i have to play it again here no since you, you don't no, no, I do. Because I, I need you to explain. I literally need you to explain this to me. I know this sounds like I'm being facetious. I don't get it. Okay. All right. I will mute. Hold on. I don't know if you can hear that. So let me. Starting at a good spot there. Share the screen. That. Share audio. Okay. Please explain what she's saying to me. Now, this is just a clip. So the context is kind of lacking. But. Uh, this, these, these, uh, I'm guessing these are all disabled people, maybe, or at least one or more of them is disabled. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Sarah. Go ahead. I just want to point out in chat, someone said, um, as a pro tip using people first language, please don't use disability nope. first language. Identity first. Um, yeah. oh, that's what I was typing into to our the, chat. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, the whole put the person first thing is something able-bodied people decided that they should refer to us as like you should see a person first and like that's kind of gross so just disability yeah, can first. um yeah it's it, it does vary from person to person and there are people who do prefer people first language mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry uh, Sarah, go ahead. i just want to point okay that i i don't understand literally everything they said i i can't Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna try and hash it out. And, and for anybody out there, while he's thinking, I'm not actually being hyperbolic on this one. I literally don't understand what the hell they meant. <laughs> See, people is gross. <laughs> well, I can agree with that. 
<laughs> All right. She said disability first. You should see disability first and not a person. You should see them disability first. Should I play it again just to get clarification? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. Go ahead. I just want to point out in chat, someone said um, as a pro tip using people first language, please don't use disability nope. first language. Identity first. Um, yeah. oh, that's what I was typing into our the, chat. Yeah, <laughs> the whole, the whole put the person oh. first thing. In. Okay, 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 okay. What, what they just said was that they identify with their disability. They, they, they identify as their disability. So that's what they that, that's what they want to push forward. Now what that does is it keeps you being a victim so you you can feel like you're owed something. So instead the, of calling this chick, what's her name, Sarah, I'm supposed to call her a wheelbound chair bitch? Well, my, minus the bitch, but in in her head, yeah. That oh. that's 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 what she wants you to see first. She she wants you to see someone with a disability so so you will oh. have more empathy for her and she has to work less in life. No. That's exactly what the what the what what those words mean to her. So awesome for her. Good job. It, you, you, it, with uh, with thinking like that, you never have to get better at anything. Good job. I, I this this weird cult. This is you know. So Heathen Dog were talk and I were talking. By the way, I'm going to catch up on chat here in just a moment. Um, like, boom. Hey, be sure to subscribe. Um. <laughs> We were talking before this, and one of the things that I was saying that, that I was kind of struggling with this week is that I don't have any interest in 5th edition D&D, right? Yeah. And, and one of the things we get uh, messages on, so forth, like, hey, you should talk about this, you should talk about that. What you don't understand is I literally don't give a shit about any of these people. I don't want to talk about them. Now, I'll talk about, you know, tropes, like, we talked about the wheelchair thing, and I th if I remember correctly, I think Heathen Dog and Garthon both were way more against it than I was mm. because of some specific language used that said, this is optional. Oh, great, I know, thanks. You know, uh, outside of that, you know, I believe, what does it say? It actually says it on the screen right here. Games are escapism, not representation. This is what RP Gate stands for. I'm actually going to start floating this out here. I don't care if anybody picks up on it, but for me, RP Gate, RPG Gate, or RP, RPG Gate, I don't know, however you want to say it, <laughs> RPG Gate is, uh, it's about games are uh, escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and uh, what does that last one say? Organic diversity from natural inclusion, and we've discussed that on, on other episodes. These people want injected diversity. So that's not natural inclusion. Yeah. And, through and what's what's worse is that the the way they use their language, they are trying to force you to be with them or against them in in everything. Like you so, must somebody type up the Sith quote. Yeah, no, no, you 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 must uh uh think the way I think. Even if you say you don't care and don't want to play this game you've made the choice of against me. Right. Right. It's yeah. It's, it's just pe people like them have a, such a high degree of ego and, and narcissism that it, it creates I, I, I don't even know if it's that. I think you were right before when you said victimhood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they, 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 
they believe themselves to be more important because they uh, created this idea in their head that they are the less fortunate. And so they deserve more consideration than you because you are more fortunate, which is definitely not the case in any kind of real life situation that I can think of ever. You know, but, it's, uh, it's these constant changings of definitions of what you're allowed to say and not allowed to say and, and so forth. Like, I mean, I, I had to go through Twitter again today and just some of the weird crap that I, that I see on there from people like, uh, this is a dog whistle for that. And you know, now, oh, by the way, now goblins are apparently representative of Jews. That's really? the next one. Yeah. So Goblin? we've got orcs as black people and goblins as Jews. Hmm. Wow, I, I, I should get chat up here because I, I see it kind of going by and I'm not doing anything with it. Was that uh, it's over here? Um, called Grognard or something. Well, let me yeah, let me get back on what I was trying to say. I, I, I so don't care about fifth. I don't even want to talk about fifth edition. Look, if you like fifth edition D and D, there are a million other channels you're already probably watching, not ours. Okay. I want to talk about... No, it doesn't have to be just games I enjoy. This isn't going to stop me from discussing things that are happening in the RPG industry that almost always happen with Pathfinder and, you know, and you know, WotC games. Like, you know, the wheelchair or orcs are racist and, and, you know, and Asian weirdos who somehow think that the word exotic is racist. Uh, but I don't want to talk about stuff that's always happening with WotC because I just don't care. And uh, yesterday, you guys saw it on Discord. Probably a bunch of you people who are watching right now, I said you people, saw that I post on Discord that I, can, I couldn't handle it. I literally couldn't handle looking at three fucking people with blue lipstick. Okay? I don't care what blue lipstick people have to say. And chances are they don't care what I have to say. Lucky thing is I've got money and I buy the shit. <laughs> okay? Blue lipstick people don't buy shit. So... I, 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 so why we don't have a segment two today and, and kind of going with what they're talking about. I don't understand that language that they're trying to invoke and I won't accept it. I, I, and I need you, you right there to understand. You can tell me every day under the sun that some word I say is now considered racist or is now considered istophobic. Let's just go with that. Some generic istophobic word. I am not going to agree with you and you don't get to dictate to me how the natural use of the English language, I'm not talking your invented bullshit that has actually changed, but the natural use of the English language that I've been using since I was born is somehow now you can't say that. He is a neutered pronoun. You don't have to like it. The fucking Bible, the number one written book in the entire, or copied book in the entire world is written with the he pronoun. That's because it's a patriarchal God. No, because everybody recognized that the word he meant he or she. Everybody. Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerer's Hyperborea is written from the context of he, and nobody should give a crap. The book isn't sexist at all. It has just as many uh, uh, artistic pictures of women. Hell, I think the witch could only be a woman, right? And she's, didn't we discern that she's a pretty damn cool and powerful class? Yeah. Yeah. OP, I thought. Yeah. Nobody, you're making shit up. And I say this like every episode, it's phantom grievance. There's no real grievance. Now, if an individual, let's just use me, I'm sitting here and I say something like, let's say heathen dog sitting there in his wheelchair and I'm like, Haha, you little no legged hobbit. You can't even get up on you. Let's see you jump, bitch. You know, something like that. That is a direct statement from me to him. 
that could be under certain circumstances. Uh, hopefully he would know I was joking saying that, but let's say he doesn't know me. And I'm being my, my, uh, <laughs> my hyperbolic self. Well, that's, that's an, a direct, it has nothing to do with me being white. It's a direct comment from me to him. Not because I'm male, not because I'm white, but because I'm saying something as an asshole to him. That can be offensive on a personal, personal level. That is not racist, sexist, ableist, or anything. It is ableist. You uh, bitched about his legs. No, I was bitching about him. I just happened to use that part of him because it was easy to... Now, I, I think you can stand up, so I don't think this actually affects you, but you know... The, but the, I the won't because I'm not wearing pants, so... Oh, there you go. You, uh, the, the point that I'm making is I'm not going to give in to this, this language change where that word, you know, what, what do they call them now? Sensitivity readers? Got to have the, no, I want an insensitivity reader for my book. How can I offend the most people while still actually getting the message across that I, that, you know, of how to play the game? That's what I want. Hyperbolic, but the, the, you get the point. I don't care about your fucking feelings. There are seven, over seven billion people on this planet. You're going to die. I'm going to die. The world is still going to go. 99.99% of all the people on the planet will not remember you when you're gone. Let that sink in. That's how important you are. Let's go with important people. I always use Julius Caesar because it's just an easy one. Julius Caesar died 2,000 years ago. We're talking about him, but the world's still here. You don't matter. I'm sorry, but you don't matter. I don't matter. I matter to me. I matter hopefully to my wife, my family, friends. Outside of that, you don't matter. You're a number. So, so boy, that's such a sad thing to say. The, the, the point that's that I'm making. Thing to say. Yeah, right. That, that, I mean, Terry Goodkind, did you see his, uh, little, his own little personal epithet that he wrote about? Uh, I, I don't know if it was about his death or somebody else's death, but, uh, but we, we will get to chat. I, I promise you guys, we'll get to chat. Um, but, uh, but he pretty much said, hey, you've got one life to live. Nobody's really going to remember who you are. I, I don't remember the exact verbiage of it. So make every moment count. Right. I, I, I agree with his sentiment. I'm not trying to be antagonistic. I'm really not trying to be a dick to somebody just for the sake of being a dick. But I'm not going to give in to this. And if you're going to pressure me to say certain words because they make you feel better, then I'm going to use the words. And, and, and heathen dogs know me since the 90s. I did this shit in the 90s. If I knew a word was going to make you butthurt, I started saying it more and more. Because it's just a fucking word. Now, people have tried to twist this on me. Well, if it's just a word, why won't you say they? Because I'm not going to let you change the language. I'm not trying to change anything. You're trying to change shit. I don't accept change for the sake of change. But it's not just for the sake of change. It's to make people feel better. Let's go back to what I said a couple minutes ago. I don't give a fuck about no, your feelings. Actually, actually, slow. it's worse than that. Um, it's, well, it's more, that's it's more where, that's what the official sites are saying. The official grammar sites are saying it's about feelings. It's not. It's, it's more insidious than that. Okay. Um, the, the first thing you have to do when you, when you want to, uh, infiltrate and, and, uh, completely change a culture is to change language. Oh, Saul, Saul, uh, Saul Alinsky. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. Rules yeah. for radicals. Yeah. You, you, you change the language. And if you successfully do that, you can change thought because language can conveys thoughts and ideas. So if you can, if you can get a hold of the vehicle, you can you can get a hold of the message. You can get a hold of thought, and you you can change everyone to your way of thinking. That's exactly what they want to do. 
you know, remember when it was called political correctness? Uh, it's, you know, different terms now, but it's called, I, I used to say political correctness is liberal mind control or thought control. And this is where it's gone. And I, and I, and I will backtrack on one thing. I'm not going to say it's liberal. I don't have a problem with liberals. In fact, as a libertarian, I'm supposed to be part liberal. I guess I kind of am. But I have a problem with, any, with anybody telling me that uh, you can't say certain things. There's decorum. Anybody who's been on our Discord recently knows that I've been posting some things about, hey, we got to have some decorum. There is decorum. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not willing to change my language for you. And that means that I'm not willing to say that orcs are racist. I am not willing to stop saying exotic. My wife, anybody who saw it, you can watch on our YouTube. I have it on there about when we talked about Asians represents before is actually Japanese, not some weird Canadian with a PhD. So thinks he's smarter than us Japanese or Korean or whatever the fuck he is. There's nothing wrong with any of the language used in, in the Oriental Adventures book. And you know what? I'm going to take my wife's opinion over some Canadian. Yeah. So, uh, Someone once said you can be eaten by an alligator. Someone once said you could be eaten by an alligator the day you were born, and the world would be unchanged. Grant, he's talking about fine. Bros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. These NPCs. You know, I haven't used the term NPC in a while, but that, that's right. Wait, where to go? Jeez, man, people are spamming chat. Uh, so hopefully, uh, political correctness is fascism pretending to be matters. Oh God, that was uh, wasn't that George Carlin that said that? And I'm not always a huge George Carlin fan, but uh, yeah, I, I think that was him that said that. Uh, and I'm not trying to be political on this. What, what I'm saying is, if you watch the clip that we played a moment ago, I literally don't understand what they're talking about, and I don't care. If you are hurt, because and, and, and when we're talking hurt now, we're talking feelings. If your feelings are hurt over playing a Dungeons & Dragons game, remember, again, look at the bottom of the screen that, that we've got here. Now, can I make this full screen for myself? Oh, I kind of can. It says, I can read it better, games are escapism, not representation. This is what hashtag RPGate is, is about. Entertainment over activism. I don't care about your stupid activism. Was it fun? If you make a wheelchair, wheelchair combat fun, then have at it. Organic diversity. I love that word organic, by the way, in this, in this context. From natural inclusion. And, and, and uh, Heathen Dog, I can do it, but I've been talking a lot here. Do you want to explain that one? The, the, the idea of organic diversity, uh, because if, if you're not gatekeeping anyone, if anyone can come into your game, as long as they, as long as they follow the rules, don't purposefully antagonize people, they're going to be part of the good time. This will create diversity just because you're not discluding, uh, on not being uninclusive to someone you may or may not like or do not agree with fundamentally outside the game with their views on life or their or their views on politics in the game none of that should come up ever so it shouldn't be a problem and if you take the world like that mindset you all kinds of people will come to your game and then you're going to get diversity because you yourself are not excluding people all right i'm going to respond to indigo dragon here he says, one of the problems of the English language is that the English language is super gender binary. Many other world languages do have more non-binary gender elements to their language. Well, let me talk. Uh, I'm not fluent, but I speak French, Russian, Arabic, and Japanese. Okay. Japanese don't have any of that crap. Uh, hell, the Japanese can't even tell you the difference between one leg and two leg, or a foot and a leg. Um, Russians have male-female. French has male-female. The Roman la uh, Romance languages have that. The French aren't going to change their language. There are some people who are trying to do it, but uh, the I'm going to sit here, and no matter what the result of this is, I stand by what I'm about to say. There are two genders. 
No, there are two sexes. There are two genders. Now, there are gray areas, and there is, uh, let's look at intersex, for example. Yeah, there are genetic anomalies. Is there different. are genetic anomalies, yeah. which but it's still the combination of two genders. Yes. XY chromosome, XX chromosome. Okay? That's sex, not gender. Bullshit. Okay? Now, I'm not going to say that there can't be hormonal problems that lead somebody who's more masculine to be more feminine, or somebody who looks masculine to be more feminine. I'm not going to say that there aren't. I mean, look up Kleinsfelter syndrome. I mean, when Liliandra was with Legion of Myth, mm -hmm. I mean, she's a perfect example of somebody who transitioned from male to female because of a genetic. These are anomalies. By definition, they are anomalies. And what's the percentage? 0.3. Or is it 0 0.3? Or, sorry, uh, or 0.03. Uh, now I forget, but it's still no, 0 .3. less than 1%. 0 0.3. Okay. That's. I'm sorry, but those numbers don't dictate me changing my language for you. 99.7% of the people on the planet, this definition is just fine. Any scientist or, or statistician or mathematician is going to tell you that if, if you start making rules for both sides of the bell curve, you're just going to screw everything up. So I don't care if you heathen dog sitting right there to me, heathen dog presents himself as a male, looks like a male. I call him he. If you're to say, uh, no, actually, uh, I'm a female, I'd say, no, you're not. And I would absolutely say that to his face. Now, if we were no longer friends because of that, then so be it. If you want to be considered a female, present yourself as a female. Liliandra, for example, did present herself as a female. And while I did slip up on occasion because of all the years that I knew her as a him, uh, you know, I respected that. If, if he the dog were to say, I go by they, I'd say, who are your other personalities? What are their names? Or no. Christoph and <laughs> Then when talking about the body mechanic of who that is, I will call him a they. There you go. But, but here's the thing. There is no offense given. If you take it, remember, if you take offense, that is theft. I'm not giving it to you. You're taking it from me. Do not steal. If you are taking offense over the fact that I said he, I feel excluded and that's sexist, that is on you. I will go in the other route. I follow some games where they like to do the whole, uh, the game master is female and the players are male. I like that because it actually... It puts some differences when some things are game master specific. I'm doing that in my game, as a matter of fact. I'm making the game master female and and the players male because I just I like that that dichotomy. I think it's sometimes, not often, but sometimes needed. But if anybody come to me, well, that's sexist because you're saying that only females can be uh, uh, game masters. If you take that out of my book, will you please give it back to me? I actually don't even want you to have it because I don't think that you are capable of understanding the English language. There's Give her nothing. a cat in a hat instead. <laughs> start, up, start small. Hey, you got to crawl before you walk. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Happened to all of us. Level up your road by taking offense. Um, what's that say? Max uh, puts the GMS female because he likes BSDM. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, but, you know, and, and I want to go back and read some of this chat because I know it's going by pretty quickly and I've, I've uh, missed it. And yes, there's that joke. I identify as an Apache helicopter. Look, I don't want to be horribly disrespectful for somebody who does have a hormonal condition, a biological condition, something that's definitive. But I, I'm just going to tell you, the, I've met a couple in my entire life, entire life, and I've traveled the world. I've lived in more places than Heathen Dog by a lot, would you not say? 
I've only met a couple. You know who's usually pushing this crap? 20-something to, to late 30-something white single females. Call that whatever ist you want to. I'm not going to put up with your shenanigans. I'm just not going to do it. Now, back on, let's, let's get back to where we were. What, what, where's this all stemming from? I don't want to talk about Dungeons Dragons 5th edition. I don't care about this D&D &D experience shit. And I don't care. That it's, it's, it's already, um, what I call it on Discord, uh, uh, damaged goods. There's nothing about it. I want to move forward and talk about good games. The problem is, is that I'm seeing that even the good games are starting to give into this crap because they somehow feel that the Twitter mob is more important than the English language. They somehow feel that the Twitter mob is more, you know, and, and that 0.3% virtue signals for them that they're all great. I, I want to, can anybody tell me, has Astonishing Swordsman and Sorcerers of Hyperborea lost any sales because of how it was written? I'd like to know. Is, and nobody has anybody ever said, you know what, I'd buy that game, but I can't because of da, da, da. if somebody does that, I'd laugh at them. But uh, the point being, no, you don't have to do this crap. You're either ignorant or you're virtue signaling. And I don't have time for ignorance. You're a professional and I can't stand virtue signaling. Now, somebody might say that I'm virtue signaling right now. There's a difference between them. What was it somebody said to me? Oh, I, I like you. You have rage against the rage. Oh, that, uh, you know, you're going off in the whole thing. That makes sense. Oh, so it's, it's okay for you to rage, not them to rage? Yes, and here's why it's okay for me to rage and not for them to rage. I'm not trying to change anything. And there's no necessity for the change. That's like coming to my house and saying, oh, you have to paint your entire house red now. Why? Because that's, that's just the thing. No. Oh, you now have to, uh, you now have to take all left turns instead of right turns. Why? Because that, that's now, you know, right turns are considered something. No, I'm not changing for the sake of change. Now, if we're all taking left turns because for some reason every car manufactured with this uh, VIN number turns right and the wheels fall off, different story. You see, you see what I'm trying, I mean, I, again, I'm using apps, what is it called, Groove Over... Gross overtones here intentionally to make it hyperbolic so you, so you see the difference that I'm making. Do you see what I'm trying to say and, and why? Yes, it is absolutely okay for you to rage against people who are raging. It is absolutely okay for you to defend your position against these idiots. They are the fucking minority, yet you're giving in to them. Because a lot of times you just feel like, you know what, if it makes them feel better, just, just whatever, it'll shut them up. No! Have you noticed it doesn't shut them up? Look at the comic book industry. Didn't we talk about this last week a little bit? Look at the comic book industry. You don't shut them up. They ask for it. Look at J.K. Rowling's. You know, I have no use for her. I didn't read Harry Potter, nor did I see the movies. Actually, Heathen Dog's the one that told me a few years ago, you really should read them because, yes, they start off childish, but that's because they're children. By the time you get to the end book, they actually act like adults, and the books are written like adults. May or may not be true. That was him who told me that years ago. I still haven't read them, still haven't seen the movies, don't care. I'm, not, I'm just not interested in the Harry Potter thing. I don't typically like kids. I don't like Wesley Crusher or uh, the fucking actor who plays him. Uh, I, I don't like that type of stuff. It's just not my thing. Uh, I forgot what I was saying now. <laughs> oh, uh, they, they, they don't let up. As soon as you apologize, as soon as you give in, they go for more. Look at what they're saying now with Ruth Gator Bins, uh, Ginsburg, uh, rest in peace. They're saying burn it down. Now, to be fair, the Republicans done fucked over the Democrats in the last, you know, the last time by not voting, uh, you know, by waiting until the election. So I get that, the hypocrisy now. 
not trying to get political, but I, but I just need to put out there, I get the hypocrisy side of it. But now they're like, if Trump does this, we're going to burn it all down. Because they don't have anything except for to destroy. They come into your hobbies. They take it over. They say, we can make it better. They kick out the people who do well or, or were doing it good in the first place. And they destroy it. But D&D is doing so much better. All marketing. Ga tabletop gaming as a whole is doing a lot better. So, um, please do, uh, do, do me uh, a favor here. He, uh, what did I miss in chat? I, I really want, and okay, well, you're... Uh, everyone, everyone is super on board with the, with the, uh, down with Wesley Crusher thing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, did you hear what, did you hear what he uh, said about, uh, um, uh, uh, people who don't like uh, lower decks? He basically said you don't oh, like I lower... Hate lower decks. Yeah. yeah well, then, then, hate... then he hates you and doesn't want you to be part of Star Trek anymore. Well, I will be. He can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, L Lower Decks is awful because uh, I, I don't care about the diversity. Star Trek always had diversity. Yes. So what the hell? You, you, you can make them be whatever they fuck. What I hate about it is that all all of the of the representations of the ensigns and and lieutenant junior grades on that ship are idiots they're all idiots who would never have passed a starfleet exam ever to get into starfleet they, and they all hate it or they're bad at it what the hell this is not star trek uh, if, if you're if you're starfleet you are professional you are better than than most other organizations because you've been through training and you believe that's the thing you believe in what you're doing Half the characters on that cartoon do not believe in the, in the ideals of Starfleet or do not believe in the officers above them. Then why are you there? Why am I continually watching you do Starfleet things if you no longer believe in Starfleet or the officers? You, you were in the military, right? Yeah. What is it about Starfleet where everybody in the military is an officer now? Do they have any enlisted people anymore? <laughs> like, they do, but you, you have to really, really look out for them. They're, and uh, they're only called crewmen on the show. Crewmen this, crewmen that, crewmen that, like that. They, they, they don't have any other rank on the show. If you look at, if you look in the, in the uh, lore books and stuff like that, they have actual ranks for crewmen like uh, um, uh, Chief O'Brien. Is, right, but is, but is that's the because he's ranking. because he's a main character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, he's he's the highest ranking enlisted in Starfleet. Well, I except for like chief of the Starfleet or whatever, whatever would, would be the equivalent of like uh, chief master sergeant of the Air Force, whatever. No, he's not that. But he's he's the highest normal rank of of uh, of enlisted in in Starfleet. Everyone else they just call crewmen. And they're all, they're in B-roll. They're only in B-roll most of the time. Like walking a hallway as, as the main characters are having a conversation. You'll see one walk past. It's because but, they but, couldn't but, buy enough metal circles yeah, for yeah. him. He, he doesn't have a circle. He's got, he's got uh, stripes instead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll walk by for a second and then be gone. Hey, crewman, right there. <laughs> he's enlisted. He's enlisted. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> That's basically what happens. Yes, yeah, so, yes, and Charlotte, uh, that that is actually correct. The one guy in uh, in, uh, in 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 Lower Decks that actually loves Starfleet, loves the idea of Starfleet. He is constantly shit on by the other main characters. 
constantly for, for, for him being naive. So Shazar asked like, how, you know, why can't we get rid of these? Uh, I think I, I took it this way anyway. Maybe he meant something different, but you know, how can we can't get these people out of gaming? Well, first of all, I don't want to get them out of gaming. What I don't want them to do is change my game. I want them to make their own games. Same thing Comics Gate. Oh, let's get this thing back up. Same thing Comics Gate has been saying for the longest time. Nobody in Comics Gate has any issues with. Uh... Actually, if you want Heathen Dog, you can go post the link to everybody. We can start bringing people in. We're just kind of okay. talking right now. Um, no, nobody in Comics Gate wants to stop anybody from doing whatever they want. Just don't want you to change Batman into, uh, you know, navel gazing. Just don't want you to change Wonder Woman into some fat person. You know, don't change what we already have. Make your own. If it sells, it sells. Well, that's the way I feel about things like Dungeons and Dragons. That's the way I feel about these games. And the thing is, is I'm, I'm so skeptical now that before I buy a game, I try to find it on PDF somewhere and look at its writing style. And if the writing style is of the nature that I don't agree with, I don't buy it. Okay. I've I, I, I sent out the, uh, the link. Anyone who wants to come in and join us and talk about uh, Castles and Crusades or... Uh, or uh, you know the whatever these we, weird these weirdos from DD yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever we're talking about now, which is which is a lot of stuff, uh, can go ahead and come on, and uh, you don't need a camera, you just need a mic, and uh, just just remember, uh, watch your language. You know, if if we get us kicked off of YouTube or Twitch, hey, that's on us. But if you get us kicked off of YouTube or Twitch, then that's definitely going to be on you, <laughs> and we're going to do something about that. Not and saying I'm not, what, I don't live in Germany forever. Yeah. I'm not, not, not saying what, this is not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> we might just cry. You don't know. And yeah, so you don't know. we're, we're, we're that's not fighting that action. We're just saying there's going to be an action. Well, She-Hulk has already been woke. I remember, uh, he, uh, not he, the, uh, Garthon, uh, talked about, uh, no, 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 she not, not woke, ruined, ruined. She-Hulk was ruined. What happened was she say that like used, Stewie a little bit more with the ooh. You <laughs> I, I wanted to emphasize. Now She-Hulk used to be a fully functional person. She was a woman, beautiful, intelligent, capable, uh, storied in her background. Uh, she had accolades and honors which she earned through hard work. But then they decided, you know what? No, no, let's take all that away. And then they they went and turned her into another Bruce Banner Hulk, where when when she transforms, she loses all of her intellect, all of that, and she becomes a Hulk smash. And then they made uh, the the base personality more broken than than Banner because now she has all this PTSD and, and anxiety about turning a Hulk that uh, that basically makes her a broken person. They Wasn't ruined. it something like uh, she couldn't even turn into Hulk or refused to turn into Hulk or so? Yeah, or was yeah, she yeah. permanent it, Hulk and couldn't turn? I don't know. It, it was it was weird. No, they, they basically broke her in every way possible, every way possible. Yeah, she's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. She she was a she was an accomplished lawyer, and they 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 took all of her accomplishments, everything that made her special. She was literally the only gamma infused person that did not go in some way insane. She walked the tightrope between between uh, uh, power and morality perfectly every time. Several times, Banner was like, "I, I, I, I wish I was her. I, I wish she is. She is the the pinnacle 
of, of a gamma infused being. And the thing is she, too bad. She's an anomaly. And then they went, yeah, nah, bring that back. Bring that back. No, 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 no. You're, you're an asshole too. Okay. Just ruin, ruin, ruin a good character. I don't know why, but they do, they want to do it. Well, apparently uh, we thought DC was going to get better with the AT&T stuff, but apparently they just went off the deep end woke now with who they hired and so forth. And, and, and see, that's the thing. You know, people in the, you know, we were talking with castles and crusades, right? We were talking humans are diverse. People, all types of proclivities and so yeah. forth. Heathen dog and I, I you know, I don't want to speak for you at all. I'm, I'm making an assumption here. Pretty much are okay with all of that. However, you're not keeping the ball in your court. You're, you're injecting it into my court, and I'm not playing that game. No matter, yeah. No, no matter how you phrase it, I'm not with you or against you. I can just not play your game and not care. It doesn't but mean I'm choosing a side. Stay, stay off my, stay off my lawn though. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. You know, make your own thing. You know, there are a bunch of sports out there. Uh, you know, you want to play rugby. I'm playing football. Well, well, I'm already on the football field. You need to go find the rugby pitch, or vice versa. You know what? I, this rugby game is great, but uh, I need to do something a little different. Something a little, you know, I. I that's actually where football came from was from rugby uh we're i'm gonna go over here and make my own i'm not there to change what you have don't come in and change what i have and you don't have the, to be clear you don't have the fucking right to do it and i'm talking all the little twatter fools and all the people like but you're you're doing it insensitively well fuck you you go make your own sensitivity bullshit i'm not gonna do it okay oh i'm not even gonna ask okay because i'm not gonna do it if you don't like it, just go fucking play in traffic. Don't have time for your shenanigans. You don't get to come in. Now, now uh, let's be honest. I said this before, but I'm going to say it again. It's too late for D&D. But I'm really talking to the small indie developers out there. Don't fucking do it. Just don't do it. Don't advertise yourself as woke. Now, don't advertise yourself as not woke. There's no, re there's no reason there's no, to advertise. Yeah, yeah. Just, just ignore the whole thing. Just ignore it. Because the, the only people that, that are going to call you on it are people who aren't going to buy your book anyway. I, 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 you know what's weird is I'm not sure if that's 100% true in the gaming world compared to like comics and anime, but I, I still believe it's mostly true. Well, it, it, because it when I was how much your book costs. If, if it's a latte or less, <laughs> then, then, then the people who will rally, who will you know, rail against you uh, will, will buy your book. If it's more than a latte... The trove, <laughs> uh, you know, because I mean, when I was watching that D and D celebration, man, like you said, I was kind of doing a play by play because I, I I don't want anything to do with any of those people other than Viva La Dirtbag. But then, who was it that posted on our Discord saying that that was some sort of weirdness? Yeah, it, it was an anomaly. I mean, uh, it's did, it, it's it's probably you some see kind it? of cross marketing type okay. thing that you know. I mean, hey, I, they play the game. I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with them yeah, being no, no, on no, there. No, 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 no. I, I I don't I don't think they're making a statement. Okay, I, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but uh, I, and I'm not in Discord right now just to see where it was posted. But uh, look, play the game the way you want. But I, I, I just got to be honest, and I don't, uh, you know, if the gentleman from Trollor is still looking at, is, is watching this, I, I can't guarantee he's going to appreciate it. But I do, as I've said before, I don't buy product written like that. I, 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 I look behind me. This isn't my entire collection anymore. I'm on a green screen. My entire collection is actually bigger than this. I do buy this stuff if I support it. And I'm telling you, I love Castles and Crusades. This is not a threat to him at all in any way, shape, or form. This is just an example. 
I love castles and crusades. I'm putting that as my number three, or not as my number three, but in my top three. If I'm going to play a fantasy game, Forbidden Lands, Astonishing Swordsman, Sorcerers, Hyperborea, or uh, our Castles and Crusades. I want to buy it. I, I, I won't buy it if it uses they, them pronoun bullshit, or if it goes woke. Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have number two for sure. That eighth printing, God, I just hope it doesn't go that way. And now, if you, know, if, if you want to make a statement, say, you know what, our business model says this is the way we're going to go, I get it. You're your own business. Do it. But, and this isn't just to Troll Games. This is to anybody. It's why I like Frog God Games. This is why I like Astonishing Swords of Source of Hyperborea. I've never heard um, Justin, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jeffrey Talanian, I think that's his name from Astonishing. I've never heard him come out and say, ah, woke, ah, not woke. Ah. He just keeps his mouth shut about it and makes a good freaking game. That's how you do it. That's why I like it so much. So, well, the problem with this, Krantz, is I don't believe in thieving. And I know you're going to say, how can you say that after you just said that you'd steal books? I steal woke books because I don't want those people to make money. And I only steal them if I need the book for some reason. I don't just steal them for the sake of stealing. Uh, I buy. Look, look, I buy. <laughs> There's astonishing. When did this game come out? Just a couple years ago. There's a DCC, which I bought last year. That's Simba Room right there, which is a relatively new game. I'm not a big fan of it, but uh, uh, from uh, uh, um, Free League Publishing, it doesn't use the Year Zero engine. I've got, again, I'm telling you, I buy this stuff and I will continue to buy this stuff. I just bought, what did I say at the beginning? Oh, God, this book is fucking heavy, man. Battle Lords of the 23rd Century. This is 7th edition. Heathen Dog and I played 4th edition. Yep. I buy this stuff. This is a $60 book. I will give you money. Just don't jump into the agenda crap. Stay away from it all. Don't jump into my agenda crap either. Just stay away from it all. Uh, my reason to buy your stuff is I can't find a legit coffee. Yeah, no, I can get that. I actually did that with... um. What book was it? I think it was a, a D&D book. No, no, no. Um, I won't say the name of it just in case it gets him in trouble. It was uh, it was for the game that Raven's Lair here. Northwind game, North, yeah, no, uh, it's not Northwind Games. It's uh, Northwind Adventures. Gave him a free second copy when he bought his. It's a good company. Not saying everybody should do that. Look, you don't have to go out of business for that stuff. Um, all right, it doesn't seem like you want to send the link out just one more time, and just sure. uh, one last time, we're going to send the link out to see if anybody wants to come in. Otherwise, I think you know, it's, it's time to wrap this up. I don't even know how I'm going to uh, identify this second slash third <laughs> uh, segment when it goes to YouTube, but Max, only uh, sure when it can't go. Yeah, no, no, no. This is... My other caveat is I will get it for a purpose. Like, when we do some of these episodes and we're going over games and so forth, if I find out it's a woke company... I'm not buying it. Hell, um, Heathen Dog has asked me for copies of games a couple times. I'm like, no, dude, buy it. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I end up giving the money off of Legion of Myths. So, I mean, it's six and one half a dozen the other, I guess. Like, uh, all is RP. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I am going to start doing this. Somebody posted in, in, uh, in the comments to one of the videos saying that I should do I should do this RP gate thing since we started it before. I'm like, you know what? I don't have the charisma of EVS for Comics Gate. Not even gonna claim to. Uh we're small fry. But you know what? Let's just see where this goes. If you guys can start to RP, but you have to meet these ideals. 
Games are escapism, not representation. Entertainment over activism. And you still have to believe in diversity, but it's organic diversity through natural inclusion. You know, I, you could start talking about the business model of like Comicsgate where it's like, well, uh, customer first. Well, I'm not selling anything right now. But yes, that's part of it as well. Customer first. You treat the customer well. I mean, I'm, I'm a customer in this case. But uh, it's not about political agendas. It's not about, uh, you know, supporting one candidate or another or a Supreme Court nominee or another or Brexit or not Brexit or wherever you're from. It's not about that. It's about having no agenda at all, but making a good game. And I hate to say it, but some of these weirdos will be like, well, that's an agenda right there. No, no, you're injecting, again, ghosts. You're seeing ghosts. You need to go get checked. You need help because you're seeing ghosts. Ghosts aren't real. That Ghost Hunter TV show is not real. Ancient aliens, it's never aliens. Talk to any scientist, it's never aliens, okay? Ancient aliens might make you think it is, but it's never aliens. Elvis is dead. I'm sorry to tell you that. Elvis is dead. So is Kurt Cobain. Dead. They're not walking around. Okay? You need mental help if you're seeing ghosts. Again, and you should be in jail if you're stealing a fence. Stop stealing a fence. Okay? Not giving it to you. You're taking it. Stop it. Is there a way I can test it first? Uh, test what first? Um, join him. Oh, um, not really. Uh, just just click the link and uh, yep, pop blow, out, and blow out his eardrums. Do it. Yeah, I can do this. I mean, I can control the volume a little bit. He came on because I, I had upped the volume because of playing the uh, the clip. Video, yeah. Um, you can actually, you can test it on your own when you first come in. Yeah, when, when you enter the lobby, it'll, it'll give you a little mic meter. And if it goes way high, turn it, turn it down. Shanzar, <laughs> this is actually a good one. I like this. It's funny. When John Wayne, yeah. <laughs> when John Wayne. And John Wayne gets thawed out and cured of cancer. He's going to rip these SJWs a new one. Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me to do impressions. That's not my thing. No. Uh, I'm not going to hit you. The hell I'm not. I'm sorry. Sorry, Lost Ogre. Sorry about the Elvis thing. I'm sorry. Yes, entertainment over acting. No, activism. Activism. No, he was doing it on purpose. Be, be I know. I, 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 the story thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, now it's saying, if it's saying can't detect a camera, that's fine. If it can't detect your, um, Mic your microphone, there's honestly really nothing I you can know, there, do. There is, a, there is a cam slash mic, uh, what do you call it, uh, configuration button. You can click on that to make sure that it's pointed to the right thing. We'll give you some time, though. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, we we can we can talk talk here a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to catch up with chat. I've 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 well, no, we really do. I mean, that, that's one of the things that uh, that I've really wanted to focus on with this show. And and Heathen Dog, as actual every week co-host of the live stream, he understands where I'm coming from with this one. One of the things that people said about it was that uh, you weren't interactive enough. I mean, I thought they were. <laughs> like, I did you guys think you were interactive yeah, enough? I thought we were doing all right. I mean, uh, dur during my slides when I'm giving information. I, uh, you know, Garthon's job was to, was to check chat for actual questions and then stop, stop me and then do the actual questions. And I'll answer the question as best of my ability and then move on, you know, but afterward, you know, I'd like to think that, that we, we discussed somewhat. I mean, it wasn't in the segment clips for YouTube, but 
that's just the way the way that well, you guys also had your after the show show thing which uh you know i mean and to be fair let, let, let's be let's be fair about this one of the premises of this show is conversational and that's intentional because of it was more lecture mode for the last one okay yeah. but with that said you're only getting two segments on youtube so when this goes if this portion even is clipped for it and goes up on youtube you're only getting two segments the third segment where people come in that's for subscribers and members only. The whole stream where we have the beginning, there's some of the chat in the middle, because sometimes, you know, we do that. That's all only for people who pay. And it's not, you know, you're not missing out anything horribly important. But if you want to see some of these discussions, like uh, if, if Charlotte, hopefully Charlotte can get her microphone fixed. Uh, you know, it, like last week we had uh, Lost Ogre and Mark Hawkman in. That stuff is only for you know, the backers, because we have to give them something. Right now, we don't offer anything really for backers other than thank you very much for giving us some money. So that, you know, that's kind of what we do is, you know, they get the whole stream. I uh, got some problem here. I'm such, yeah, Krantz, Krantz is the Luddite again. The <laughs> uh, uh, stream comments, Discord, all very interactive. By my, well, I do comment more. This week, I was kind of, uh, I didn't comment as much on Discord because I was finding myself out of, I wasn't at Discord as much. But uh, yeah, I still kept up with some of it. I, usually when I was at Discord, I was looking at some sort of email or comment from the Discord bot saying, you need to verify that you accept our new user agreement and all that crap. That's why that stuff was going on. Uh, Grants, refresh the page in your browser. Uh, so, uh, like I said, um, there was, was there something? No, I did, I did. We were talking about interactivity. So we, but my point is we do want to be more interactive. So if you've got some, this is why I'm really focused on making sure we read the chat. No, we're not going to read every single line of it. If you want to guarantee we read it, it's a super chat, you know, yeah, uh, but, but to be fair, I, 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 I just can't in good conscience. We don't have a thousand people watching, so I can't in good conscience only read super chats. Like it just, that's not interactive. I'd like to get there someday. Garthon, Heathen, uh, in the vault. StreamYard has been derping. Has it? Okay. I, I haven't noticed that, but then again, you know, I'm on the well, owner's you side. You haven't accidentally exited yourself from the stream yet. Well, that's me. I, I can't <laughs> I blame StreamYard for that one. That's me. Uh, I think they might be picking up the speaker. Out. Uh, if you're in the lobby, it's some... T oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, John Sparta, how are you doing? By the way, for, as you know, since John Sparta's here, I can say this. If you are watching on Twitch right now and you hover over that little uh, uh, screen right there, you should see a link to John Sparta's page. Go ahead and check him out. I can only do this in Twitch, so. Uh, do the shout out. Work. Yes, it did. Mm -hmm. Last scene. Minecraft, what? You don't look like a Minecraft person to me. I can't imagine you screaming at my... Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> so there we go. Trying and failing. No no problem. Uh, you know, we'll give a couple more minutes. You know, there's always next week of the week after. Oh, is Minecraft VR? Ooh, somebody's got the VR. Nice. I'm scared of VR because of these fat things right here. Yeah. Talking about ableism. Yeah, <laughs> they, they actually have a, a feature now where, where you, can, you can adjust for your prescription. Like, but I, I don't think it can adjust far enough in or out for your prescription. Like, if it has to adjust in for your prescription, I think you'll be touching your eyeballs before it goes <laughs> out. And uh, and if it has to adjust out for your prescription, I'm pretty sure the lenses will just fall. <laughs> I'll be I'll be 
You know, somebody's asking, as I was last week of the week before, like, uh, what's wrong with you or what's wrong with your eyes? And, you know, I showed my glasses. Okay. Anybody ever watch Trailer Park Boys? Do you know who Bubbles is? Bubbles has got the big wide eyes, right? Well, I have the exact opposite problem. If you look closely, you can actually see around my head. You know, I've got that gravity well thing going on, like when we're like using, uh, uh, you know, using the sun's gravity to magnify things. You can see around my head. <laughs> uh, due to my arm getting tendon. Oh, uh, tendonitis can't do anything until it's fully. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I hope you feel better soon, man. I fear goggles are way less than max. <laughs> You're probably right. That's that's mean but funny. Oh wait, I'm supposed to be offended, aren't I? That's oh, so right, ableist yeah. of me. Don't identify me by my. Oh, oh thief. Thief you just took offense. Oh yeah, right. I stole offense. Damn it. Well, you know what? <laughs> All right. I think uh, you know. I I'm sorry, Charlotte and Kranz. I think you're trying to get in as well. Uh, you know, maybe next week, but. Uh, I I, I'm running out of things to talk about unless Heathen Dog wants to. No, I I think that's about it. Okay. Um. Hopefully we can get this figured out the next time around. Cause I really would like to talk to you guys. Like I'd like to talk to anybody who wants to come in. That's that's uh, why we have the segment three. So um. All right. I I'm gonna save my words of wisdom this time until after Heathen Dog's words of wisdom. So oh well, let's actually you can think about that while we're putting up banners and so forth. Oh, there you go. Um. What do we what do we talk about here? This is our schedule. Remember, apparently. There's a new Garthon thing on Tuesday. Hey, Garthon, if you're watching, you might want to tell me. Just saying. Or if you need a graphic, too, you might want to, you might want to let me know. It's, you know, kind of what I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, and Heathen Dog won't be streaming tomorrow because apparently he's got to do homeschooling with his kid because oh, it's, children have to learn. Whatever. Really? That was your takeaway <laughs> on that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not blaming the schools. Hey, you're welcome, Krantz. Thank you for being here. And always, hey, and this is for anybody who's chatted. Thank you very much for, you know, keeping the chat going. Actually, today we uh, we bumped our viewership back up a few, so that's good. I uh, want to thank anybody. Please share, 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 share. That's the big thing. Um, where, do I have that on one of these things? Yep, here we go. We'll just go skip right to the thank you thing. Please share the stream and the video. That's, that's going to help us. We're a tiny channel. That's going to help us more than anything. And remember, RPGate. Hashtag RPGate. Um, so, uh, obviously our monetary backers, I want to thank the spectral fire where, uh, earlier he gave us some bits and I want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers, our YouTube members. We have one, uh, and our subscribe star backer. We have, we have one, uh, we have a lot more Twitch or we have a few more Twitch subscribers. So thank you all. Uh, wanted to people, you awesome viewers. That's right. You're awesome viewers. I should put an awesome O in there like South Park. So, uh, Twitch followers, YouTube subscribers, and all the people who chat and lurk. Well, thanks for padding our numbers, lurkers. Not sure which ones you are, but you know. And uh, obviously, the friends of the channel, if you hover over in, like I said, if you're watching Twitch, you can hover over it, and you can follow John Sparta, among others. Spectrofire, he was here earlier. And you can also donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. Or you can go to that Humble Bundle we showed earlier and give to the uh, Navy Marine Corps. Either way. Why nothing for the Air Force? What's up with that? I'm feeling slighted a little bit here. Yeah, they, uh, they don't want to give us anything because we have the best food. <laughs> and we live in hotels where they yeah. actually fight wars. Uh, you can check out our links right here. You know, we've been starting to get a few more people on Discord. So that's been good. Uh, I'm posting on Parlor more than I am on... I, 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 just, I hate to tell you guys, I can't stand Twitter. Like, I just... I go there and it's just... It, it hurts. It hurts my noggin. Uh, still haven't done anything with the website, but we do answer YouTube comments. Uh, usually it's me, but sometimes I give it over to Heathen Dog. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, we try to answer YouTube comments. Obviously, if you're watching on Twitch, we check that. You have yourself a good day. You too, John Sparta. Have a great one. Sorry you came in at the end, but uh, always appreciate you seeing you here. And if you want to back us on Subscribestar, I think this is the best percentage for us. And it doesn't matter if you're, if you're a Subscribestar backer, a Twitch subscriber, or a YouTube member. Yep, those are all the paying ones. You get access to some private Discord forums. And if you get us enough money, uh, basically if we get enough of you, uh, we're forced to do some extra work. I got heathen oh, okay. dogs. I got heathen dogs signed up for some stuff. I got Garthon signed up for some stuff, like miniature painting and so forth. D and D needs more spider people. <laughs> and you can always buy our stuff at Spreadshirt Shop slash Legion Myth if you like our big orange dragon claw logo. All right, let me put up uh, the final screen here, and you can give your final take, and then I'll give mine. Okay. Well, uh, there's this little trick. Um, you 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 find yourself. Uh, being confronted by someone who who wants you to pick a side all you have to do is say uh i completely understand where you're coming from but i also completely understand where i'm coming from and i just don't agree with you remember when it was okay to agree to disagree yeah you and i used to do that a lot and then that's the only thing you say, no matter what they say after that, say, I just, I just don't agree with you. Smile while you do it. They will eat themselves alive. They will blame you for not agreeing with them. It's great. It's, it's fun to watch them implode. I love it. I want to thank Charlotte for trying again, hopefully next time. Uh, she said trying headset doesn't seem to be picking up mic. So, you know, we'll, we'll try next time. You know, a lot of these topics, as you can see, we repeat. So uh, my words of wisdom are really just, uh, remember, hashtag RPGate. Role-playing games, eight, or role-playing gate, or however you want to do it, but it's hashtag RPGate. And, uh, yeah, what, what is it? Uh, what, what was the saying? I already forgot my own sayings. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do the activism one first, and that's not the first one. It's, uh, you know what, I'm just going to put it up here. Uh, you, okay. Oh, there. Do, do, we're just going to put up number three. There it is on the bottom there. That's right. Games are escapism, not representation. I don't know why I couldn't remember that one. Entertainment over activism. And organic diversity from natural inclusion. Not this injected, uh, you know, enforced crap that, that people... And... Uh, this is suffering almost over. Not quite Spectrofire. You know what? Just, you know, I'm going to be nice to you. You're, be, you're being a jerk to me, but here we go. Spectral fire. Probably don't even stream anymore. Oh, haha, I did it wrong. Now you can't do it. <laughs> Try that again. Uh, bang. OV. There. It's the last thing you streamed. Oh, it doesn't work. Did I spell your name wrong or something? You know what? Screw you. I didn't want to. There, Mark Hawkman got it right. Thanks. <laughs> Or something. Somebody or you, got you it. Capitalize the F and fire. That was the problem. Uh, I see it as capitalized. You, it's I not. Cop- I, oh, I copied it from his. Oh, that's weird. Because I copied it. Whatever. Yeah. Look at that. Look how much effort I put in for you. All right. Uh, so anyway, those are the three things to remember. Hashtag RP gate. Let's get, let's get that spread around. Get RPG pundit. Get uh, the man behind the screen. Get unscripted, unchanged RPG reviews. Get some of these others uh, out there that on our side, I think Quest Beast might be as well, but I don't want to talk, you know, about people that 
don't necessarily know. Get them on our side. Get them to stand up against this this bullshit. You know, we don't have to play Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition. Let's stand up against it. Let's get these great indie games out there. And I don't know if you consider Forbidden Lands indie anymore, but Forbidden Lands, Astonishing Stories of Sorcerers of Hyperborea. And hey, we're talking about right now. Would you say, would you, are, would you promote Castles and Crusades, Heathen Dog? Yes. I mean, okay. I, I have some problems with it, but as, as an overall game, it it's, it's the, the uh, concept is good. I like it. So let, let's, let's promote those games. Let's promote those games. And that's all I have to say for today. I want to thank Heathen Dog for being here as always. And I definitely want to thank all of you for watching, supporting, and whatever else you did while we were here, as long as, as long as you made that eyeball number go up. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day.